Um, but yeah, learned that. And then I started just going to some of the arcades in London and just getting beaten up by people like uh, F Word and Ryan Hart <laughs> and Zach Bennett and Andreas uh, and some of the players around at that time that were... You know, just going there every day and picking up the game and learning. So, and I mean, you, you got initiated right away then. It wasn't like going to a local arcade first. You, you went straight to the big boys well, that arcade. That was the local. The local, arcade. right? Everybody, welcome to the Tuesday show. I'm James Chen, joined along by Mr. Ultra David and Mr. Tubaware. How you guys doing? I'm doing so well. Wow. No, what I wasn't doing. Put your mic down. Jesus. Go Hello. ahead. Hello, everybody. At least just More manscape the yeah. mic first or something, you know. Instead of having it so big and so close to your mouth. No, I wasn't playing King of Fighters until exactly 5.29 p.m. Of course not, James. I can't believe you would insinuate such. And uh, what about you, Tubbleware? Uh, I've gotten to do nothing fun yet today. So Awesome, awesome. Great. great. Well, Thanks. it starts Wait, now. Everything starts Tuesday now. Tuesday show. What we're going to be doing, as you can see on the side here, Street Fighter V's got a big balance patch. We'll be talking about it. They also have announced that the CPT is going to come back. We'll be talking about it. Testament is out in Strive. We will review that as well. And then we have a guest, Logan Sama. We'll be talking about lifting weights and uh, eating steak. <laughs> and, and anime sucks. Yeah, yeah, and Warhammer 40K. You know what? And, I, I, I uh, forgot to switch the order. We were going to do the Street Fighter stuff later to lead into Logan, but too late now. We're going to do oh. the Testament stuff to lead into Logan. Cause I Absolutely think right. We have way... some fun questions that we're going to get to in the 5-5 matchup. we got some fun mailbags as always. But, of course, let's start, as James just said, with number one, the Street Fighter V big patch. The big patch. The definitive update. For Street Fighter the Fifth, like literally called the definitive update. The so, definitive you know, update. I don't believe that, but we we can talk about that. We will. So they have in fact put out all the patch notes. The game is out. You can play it online, etc. It's all available for y'all. Um, it is a big set of patch notes. How big is it? It is a seventy-nine page so PDF. It's literally a <laughs> seventy-nine page PDF. It's a big Holy document. Crap. Yeah, and that's that's because not just that there are a lot of changes, but also because they actually put in pretty detailed explanations for their changes in each one of the cases, in each character. And so in some cases, those actually are wordier than the you know list of updates themselves. Actually, so, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I think half of the patch notes was the change to Yurian's EX headbutt. Um, but uh, <laughs> just repeat it over and over and over, dude. Did you see that? And like, by the way, just see... for the future, you old guys, when someone asks how big a patch is, 
they don't mean how big the document is, you dorks. They mean the file size, so when they can download it for, to update their game. It's 79 pages long and 30 gigabytes. Dude, the patch was stupidly large. I mean, they, they don't actually ever patch it. They just make you download the whole thing again. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's all they really just do instead of patching. You know, it's just, it's yes, unoptimized is the best way to put it. So, so uh, let's talk about it. In the before times, I think we all agree that SF5 last season was like pretty well balanced. You know, there were some standout characters. There were some characters who definitely could use help, but also it was pretty well balanced. So the fact that they have come out with a balanced patch that is as significant as this with as much just being full of changes as this is, I don't know, what do you think about that decision before we get into, you know, who changed and whatnot? I mean, is this the definitive patch? I mean, we'll find out, yeah. obviously, as we continue to play and find out just how bad some characters are and how good some characters are. But, I mean, honestly, the characters who were considered not very strong, I feel like they got some pretty decent buffs. You know, like I know Ibuki's fallen off and uh, I saw a clip of CN just going like, oh my god, there's so much to try with this character now. And mm -hmm. Mika's got her back throw thing back. You know, Fang players seem to be really happy. As a Lucia player, I seem to be pretty happy. You know, like, I feel like... Uh, you know, they did a pretty good job. I'm surprised a character like Luke didn't get nerfed a little more than he did, but, you know, maybe that's good because everybody else got buffed a little bit. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some bugs issues here and there. You know, there's this potential uh, Zeku Infinite now <laughs> that, we, that people are going to have to look at. But, you know, outside of stuff like that, I mean, it seems pretty good so far, uh, in my opinion. But it's what do you feel about the decision to make such a big set of changes? I mean, it, it reminds me almost of how in Ultra Street Fighter 4, they made a ton of changes. They added five characters. They added red focus. They added delayed wake up. <laughs> so, so that's more. It's bigger. That was a riskier one, maybe. But nevertheless, like this is supposed to be the last big patch. Yeah, maybe if something's terrible, they'll make another small change, as they did in Ultra. But um, this is supposed to be the last big patch. So, I don't know. Yeah, what do you feel about them going for, kind of shooting for the moon rather than, like, little tweaks here and there? Well, of course. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? They're, they're already looking forward to Street Fighter VI. So, you know, have fun with it. <laughs> the, game, the game is basically sold when it's going to sell. They might get a few stragglers who want to get ready for Street Fighter VI or whatever, but why not just have fun with it if you're putting out a patch that you didn't even plan on doing in the first place. This is all bonus material, bonus right. content for Street Fighter V. They, they laid out the, the, the plan, and Street Fighter Six was supposed to come earlier, but COVID happened, and we all know how that shit went, so, or is going. Uh, so, yeah. you know, and like, the, I, I, I think it's good. I think it's a good thing to have fun with it and, yeah, try to hit a home run, swing, swing for the fences, go, go ham. And it's actually brought back some people. There's a lot of people who are like, yeah. huh. I might actually try this again, see how my character is now. And so, I mean, like, I've been part of a Lucia, you know, DM group on Twitter. We haven't said anything in the, like, last year and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the patch notes came out. About. We're like, yeah, well, especially with that character, Jesus Christ. But um, now, all of a sudden, people are talking here, and Will Tupac is back going, look, look, so she's good. I'm telling you, she's good. So you That's know, cool. Uh, no, I look, I, I honestly agree with Brock. Why not have something big? Yeah. If if it's terrible, 
people look forward to Street Fighter VI. It's probably not going to be the case that if it's terrible, people will be like, oh, Capcom's bad. I I'm no longer inter interested in this game or Street Fighter VI. Probably not, <laughs> right? I think, I think much more likely is that they will say, uh, okay, you know, I'm not going to play this. I'll just wait for SF6. Maybe in the meantime, I'll play Gear, KOF, whatever else. But like, you know, I'm going to be there for SF6. So yeah, I agree yeah. that there's not actually that much risk to like the bottom there's line. There's nothing to lose, baby. Um, I and I and I honestly I trust them. I I trust the devs at this point to make a well balanced game because I think that they've been making a fun, more more fun, more interesting, better balanced game for the last like two or two three years than SF Five was before, and I think that continues. So I have confidence in them. I guess we'll see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And, and I think um, I think uh, I I still think that they'll probably make subtle tweaks if necessary. But um, I just the one interesting thing, though, is that, you know, when they first revealed the trailer, it looked like they were going to blow the game completely open yeah. with like crazy stuff. They definitely selectively chose the crazier things to show in the trailer. It turns out that the patch was still False advertising. Yeah, it's still I'm pretty. You a I mean, letter, it's Capcom. it's not. I mean, obviously, everything that they showed is true. I still think yeah. it's funny that they gave Ed and Falk meter burns from right. NRS games. You know, uh, I've always liked that idea, so I think it's neat that they gave that to them. Uh, but you know, for Are the most part, changes to the netcode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even worth talking about. I think they've already just kind of given up that boat right there. Um, yeah, and still has everybody still playing SF5. We yeah. we all know what we're getting into at this point. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. overall, I think it is. I, I do like the fact that they've gone hot, more a little more ham. Like Bison's just able to go nuts in V Trigger One now, you know, and 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 I like that kind of thing. I I, I like them. Opening it up and letting people kind of go ham again, having Mika have the wall bounce only on back throw, I thought was a great compromise, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And I just think it just makes the game more fun. And again, if this is more of an indication of what they're planning to do with Street Fighter Six, let characters kind of go more ham, I, I think we're in a good position, to be honest. I totally agree with you. Yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about, we're not going to get into every character here, but... Do you have a set of characters who like jump out to you as as notable characters in this patch, whether for coming out on top or maybe for getting busted or or what? Uh, uh well, go ahead, James. No, uh, I mean the ones that I see immediately that stand out are uh, one Alex and two Kage. Those are two of the characters that I see people talking about a lot. And I'm terrified because I couldn't fight Alex when he sucked. And now I've got to fight him when he's good. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is not going to be fun for me. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, he definitely seems like a character who has grown in strength quite a bit. And then Kage, I mean, people are joking that Daigo has dropped Guile for Kage. Remember, Daigo was a big evil Ryu player in Street Fighter Four at the end. So maybe this will be fun for him to have a Shoto again. Um, but... You know, uh, those are the two that stand out the most. I don't feel like anyone lost. Like, I don't feel like anyone got nerfed to the point of uselessness. At least, I haven't been hearing any doom and gloom. I mean, okay, I've been hearing doom and gloom, but not credible doom and gloom, okay? <laughs> Let's put it that way, so. Uh, well, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know enough about Street Fighter V to be like, yeah, this character is a winner and this one's a loser. Yeah. Uh, I do find it 
really funny that they put all the really exciting bonkers type stuff in the trailer <laughs> and then the rest of the patch i i mean i mean when the patch notes came out i was yelling yelling at david in one of our group chats basically that this is not the patch you or anyone else thought it was going to be it's very for the most part it's pretty tame uh I was really hoping they were going to let the strong characters rock and just be strong and make everyone strong, and right. they didn't do that. Uh, so, I, 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 yeah, I wanted to sit here and be like, oh, this character is clearly amazing, and this character yeah. sucks now, but... Oh. Um, I, I do want to add... I wish I, I wish... Oh, go ahead. No, I just do want to add in terms of losers, you know, losers of the patch. Have you seen what they did to Karin's crouching medium kick? Yep. Well, I was actually just about to say they they added a lot of recovery frames to everyone, so that's gonna affect the way footsies work. And yeah, Canadian players can hold that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely gonna change footsies uh, for her, for Cami, for Yurian, for Dalsum, a few other characters that they added some some whiff recovery to. Uh, and and not just whiff recovery, but like made the hurt boxes a little bit more attackable as well. So yeah, that's that's true. I I agree. I think that the big winner is Alex. I think he's he's the guy who comes out on top from this. I already thought that he wasn't like well, the worst character, but yeah, he's still been in the bottom half of things like the entirety of SF5's right. life. Now I don't really think he's gonna be top tier, but I think he'll be like a really good character. That if you are an <laughs> Alex fan and you're Problem X and you've wanted to play Alex for like the last five years in well, big tournaments, team. now you can absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which is great. So I think that's cool. He really stands out to me. As far as the losers go, I think you're looking at uh, Yurian. I think you're looking at um, at Karen and maybe a boxer. And that's that's about it. Uh, Luke, I think, is still very strong. Definitely Honda. Cammy is still very strong. Honda did not get nerfed. Honda got nerfed. Honda did not get nerfed. You're just, you're just <laughs> in denial. You're this guy's been denial. trying to rag on me. You're just uh, in denial. And oh. and basically, uh, and Rashid got nerfed. Like there were some nerfs here and there, but by and large, almost everything else was buffs. And even for characters who got some nerfs, I think in every case there was also some other buff, even if it yeah. wasn't like something that was huge. Every character who did get nerfed also got buffed in some ways. Um, so that's that's great to see. My, I would say that um, characters that I feel like are going a bit under the radar right now, one of them is Dalsum. Uh, you know, when we first read the patch notes, I saw that Dalsum's stand medium kick pushed back less, and I was like, oh no, I can't get to good positions as well. And then I played him, and I was like, oh yes, I can now just mash stand medium kick, and you can't get pushed out until I do like six of them. So I've done <laughs> I've done all this gray life, and in the meantime, you've had to take a risk each time to get around it, or you've taken all this gray life before you get pushed out. So right. uh, they also did nerf him in a couple of other ways, but they also buffed him in a couple of yeah, other ways. I mean, he was how... really good before. Some of his bad matchups, I think, were actually among the ones that were nerfed. Uh, so I think he's sitting pretty at the time. I mean, like here's some quest. Here's a question though. I haven't tested it yet, but after he air teleports, isn't he in that counter hit knockdown state now? Yeah. 
He's, so in, he's is, in counter hit state, yeah. Isn't that really bad? Because before, Dalsums used to teleport to the other side, except getting jabbed, just so they can kind of get out of the corner. But now they get knocked down and have the potential to be hit by that's, a much that's bigger still combo. That's a terrible trade. Why would you want to get air reset? No, no, Dalsum. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody strong with Dalsum has been doing random teleport in that way for a long time. Okay. Like, you, okay. you, you cover it with fireball, you cover it with something else. Right, right, right. Um, very, very rare to see that. So oh, I really don't think bit. that's a good deal. She got worse in this patch. Yeah, Chun did get a little bit nerfed. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the same way that they kind of made footsies a little bit more whiff punishable in general, Chun was one of the characters that got that too. She was good the last patch, yes. Yes, definitely. And she's still good. She's still good. Uh, only medium and heavy cause juggle state. Still, same kind of situation. I mean, but yeah, like David was saying, Dalsums just don't do that randomly. Not a, not a big deal. Easy, I yeah. think I think Dictator's looking really good right now. He was already really strong. Something, He's oh, still good up there. Big for Lil mentions Gil. You know, Gil, Gil being the Gil got a character really, now. Yeah. Very cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just really easy, much easier for him to apply the elemental stuff, which is interesting. Yeah. So they leaned into the interesting side of that character, which is great. I think Falk is looking really good right now. I really mm -hmm. like some of the stuff that I'm seeing out of there. And uh, also, and uh, then. I just want to mention to Shay, who asked the question, what's the difference between the EX and meter burn? In NRS games, it was like you do the special move and then you add on the EX power up afterwards so you can kind of hit confirm it a little bit. And so Falcon, uh, both Falk and Ed can do that now. Like Falk can shoot the regular shot into an EX shot, basically. Yeah. So you use the meter after you've used the regular one. Yeah, Ryu got buffed. I mean, again, basically everybody got buffed. As far as the characters that I'm interested in, I would say Honda a little bit better. Zangief, yeah, right. slightly better. In denial. Really, really not a big deal. Uh, and then Dan, significantly better. They really helped out his, his normals, his frame traps, his damage output. Like, he is a lot better. And Dalsum, they, I, they tried to nerf him. I don't think that they did a very good job. I think he's really good. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and like I said, I'm actually pretty happy with Lucia's changes. She's not going to become... You're not still not going to see her in any CPT top 8s outside of Will Tupac and maybe Xiaobao. Uh, but, like, she's definitely stronger now. Um, uh, so she's probably more mid now, so I don't think she's, like, bottom 5 yeah. like she used to be. So uh, the, the light burn kick change, I think, helps a lot. Like, I think that one is the one that is going under the radar that's bigger than most people think it is. So, well, pretty happy Hobby about that. And Blanca is still not in the game, so <laughs> I'm not coming back. They uh, they did make some changes well, to Blanca, fun, but not, not in the ways that I think the character really needed, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I, it's just that's not Blanca to me. He plays differently from every other version of the character in existence. So, yeah, he's a different guy, absolutely. Yeah, he's, not, he's not my Blanca. I like, I like him in this one, though. I think he's, I think he's cool as shit. Yeah, I don't dislike him. He's just not a character I want to play. Oh, but thanks. Big for Lil's also saying that Jury is strong now. That's good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, that. Jury looks good. I just I think there's a lot of positivity in the patch. So I guess we'll see. All right. Yes, we'll see. Let's I move mean, on. You know where we You know where we will see it? In the Capcom Pro Tour 2022. Dun, dun, dun. It go. has been announced. Online premieres, offline premieres, and also 
world warrior events which are basically dojo events yeah, from the tekken world tour so people can create their own effectively yeah everybody should every single pro yeah, tour it's a good idea to steal mm -hmm. super good idea so i mean awesome. i would love to see stuff like the online local nlbc wednesday night fights all of these things become you know major parts of that that would be cool it would definitely be cool yeah um so very cool to see that uh and let's see i'm bringing up the the thing now so 48 players in total will qualify for it um, 19 online regional premieres across 19 territories it's basically all the same regions as before so last time they they really expanded it right they had na not just west and east but midwest as well at south africa in there Oh, that's great. Midwest. Why would you say like that? But Midwest as well. Finally, like, like Midwest. We yeah, we like we shouldn't have been there the whole time. No, I'm eh, glad it is like that. Eh. It definitely should be like that. And oh, and there's that, there's UK the and France, Portugal, Spain, and Western Europe. Uh, so they have all these different regions, which is great. That's exactly how it should be working. They have Central, uh, they have Caribbean, they have Central America, like they have all these regions. Really happy they, about that. I will say they did they did say no Russia and no Ooh. Belarus. Okay. They didn't add anything in, in the middle of, like, Central Africa or anything like that, right? So it's still just uh, not South Africa aware of. and, and mid, Middle East are the most representation we have. I right? believe so, yeah. I don't okay. think that there's a Northern Africa. Okay. Not that I saw as I was looking through there. Um, so this starts uh, soon, actually. The first one is North America West, and that is April 30th, so only a month away. Dang. Okay. So starting pretty soon now. Uh, they're gonna phone call, go do so that's commentary. for the online one the offline stuff again they're going to be doing offline events at fgc majors it specifically says will take place at existing fgc majors which is great the winner of each offline event will automatically qualify majors, for capcom cup they did not they did not not that hmm. i saw not that i saw um hmm. so that I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. uh, win winners for the online premiere uh, will split a prize pool of $5,000. Details on the offline events will be available at a later date, including okay. presumably if there's any prize yeah. extras, that kind of stuff. I'm sure they're uh, and like I said, to... World Warriors will be there as well, which is what they're calling basically dojos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, same here, Big for a Little, revitalizing Wednesday night fights, you know. And, uh, you know, this is a little off topic here, but you see a Filipino man's video recently? What no. did you think of that? Oh, you didn't see his video? No. Where he was dressed up in the suit and everything and like that? It. He no. came out and was... ear to the digital streets. And he what came do do? out and basically called out Rob TV, talking about the Midwest being better than West Coast. You know... And he got Chris CCH and Flaquito in suits, and they showed up. Listen, And listen, they, like, signed a contract. We already know that the West Coast always gets three fighter weeks first. So Anton and the boys saw that Karen got nerfed. And they're like, okay, now's our time to go after Rob. Absolutely. We can finally take him out. But little did they know, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't read over the Mika patch notes. <laughs> yeah. My boy Joey, my boy Joey, gets <laughs> the West Coast single-handed. So they best, they best hope that Rob overlooks Joey somehow. Because I like Joey over all of them, free. Free. On the other hand, Rose got I some big money on that. Yeah, Sakura's looking good. Yeah. You know, they Akuma's could, they looking could, good. Listen, they could have they could have Gil from Third Strike with Resurrection. I still like Joey. Woo! This you guy. Know, in any case, you know, West West Coast is clearly stronger than Midwest, and so you know, we're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> <I was kidding. laughs> 
No, I mean, good. I'm glad. I want this. Like I said, I like, you know, kind of going with the trash talk stuff that was showing up on Twitter recently. I like this regional trash talk. A regional, you know, rivalries is so important to me. And like, it's like the backbone of so much of what FGC has been all about. You know, I like that they're doing these World Warrior events because that promotes the regions and such. I'm sure Japan's going to have a bunch of those as well. And it might revitalize a lot of things, you know. And, you know, having Filipino Man kind of stir the pot a little bit like that. Let's do it. I want that kind of energy because, honestly, I've been one of the people who thinks that SoCal's kind of been lacking recently. I haven't been, like, very, you know, candid. I mean, I'm not, like, secretive about that. I feel like we haven't been able to keep up as as well well as some of the other regions and so i want to see this energy i want to bring this energy out i want well, you know, maybe i'll have after guys. they play the midwest because you're not going to get a good feeling about <laughs> SoCal but after. Dude, again that's important because bar fights too was one of the most infamous things where the east coast flew out and 5-0'd us twice in a row of 10 that's different true. players a second 5-0 that wasn't even supposed to be played that was played and east coast got to use all their secondary characters including sanford using dan in street fighter 4 and we still got 5-0'd and what did that do that started Wednesday night fights in the garage that started everyone getting better, that started the Andy OCRs and the Mark Teddies and, you know, Alex Myers and Chris Tatarians and stuff like that. So do it. Like, let's get 5 0. Let's get 5 0. And I think that would make us stronger. I think, like I said, let's get 5 0. Dude, seriously, I think it's so important. <laughs> Regional rivalries, I think it's super important. And West Coast has almost always come together pretty strongly. Are you saying uh, the West Coast situations. is like, they're like Saiyans, and when you get defeated, <laughs> you just come back stronger? Yeah. Like, that's how it yeah. works. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I no longer care about any of that stuff. If it works what? for other people, that's cool. What? I just don't. What? I just don't care what? about it. Listen, I, mean, listen, I don't know. David's Dude, busy watching just... Frasier baking sourdough bread. <laughs> wow. he's, he's an adult now. Okay, he doesn't care about oh. such such things that children care about, like rivalries of the coasts. Okay. I feel like it was never super important to me, but it was it was a little bit important to me, and now it's just not. But if it if it is for other people still, that's cool. I, I hope everybody I enjoys themselves. It's still so important to me. I, I it, like I said to me. The entire FGC was bred off of that because, like I said, I have a history of arcade versus arcade, then NorCal versus SoCal, then East Coast versus West Coast, then US versus EU, and then Midwest versus Coast, you know, no Coast versus Coast. Like, that stuff to me is the is the backbone of the FGC. I think it creates so much uh, value in, in our community, honestly. Well, as far as the well, Capcom Pro Tour goes, I don't actually have that many other details. That's about it. There will be 48 players who qualify for it. I don't know when the last part of it is happening. I do know that it will go at least until December 3rd, which is the last one that's currently scheduled for the online events. North America East is that day. So it's most of the year. Usually these things have ended in December, but this last one ended in February. So who knows? Who knows? That's about that. Anything else to say on this? Uh, someone says that you have a Niles Crane impression that's 100% spot on. So I don't. I, I want Sorry. to see your Niles Crane impression. Do it. I'm not, do it, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big Fraser fan. That's just wildly untrue. 
I just pictured David, you know, with his tossed salad and scrambled eggs, you know, definitely. I'm a fan of their dad. Their dad's the best character. You don't even sure. know the show. You guys sure are don't. ragging on me. I ever watch that show? Oh, I Why definitely I know that? the show. I definitely know the show. You it's don't great. even it's know the show. And here you are trying to rag on me. Anything Kelsey Grammer is involved in. <laughs> no interest at all. All right. All right. The dog is pretty great. I agree with that. Dog named Eddie. Hello. Come on. It's just so dad is Zato. Let's move on. Let's move on here. <laughs> Testament and Strive. Testament has been released early for season pass holders, but now should be out for everybody. Uh, officially released today, I believe. So uh, I don't know if anybody's had a chance to try them, uh, try them out. David uh, Tubo? I have Eddie? not. I've, I I've seen some stuff that looks cool. Tried them. But yeah, I've seen, seen plenty of stuff. I've been watching Sajan play Testament as well. Okay. What about you, James? Uh, I messed with them in training mode a little bit. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I kind of got a little bit of the same thing that I got with Biken, which was their combo routes seem kind of limited. Now, people have been finding good combo routes, but a lot of them are kind of the, you know, optimized, here's this perfect situation and I get this cool air, instant air dash jump combo kind of thing, which, you know, right. uh, it's not as clear and easy to land and strive as it has been in previous games and such. But uh, so like when I was messing with Testament, you know, you could do like slash, heavy slash, and if you do it from the farthest range possible, there's not a single move Testament has that combos. Like if you cancel the mm. heavy slash, nothing combos from that range not even the right. exe beasts from the ground or the sky combo in the situations but i did find out that you that just gives you enough time because it still knocks them into the air you can throw the ground fireball and stuff so more of like adding pressure and then i saw justin tweet about testament and he and he showed a clip of what he was doing with testament and I was watching that and I was like, yeah, that seems more right. And he was just using Testament in the way Justin would use a character. Just sit okay. across the screen and throw fireballs and Hit crows buttons, yeah. and fireballs and crows and just use the range. I mean, literally was almost playing it like a uh, an amped up Monat from Street mm, Fighter Five, And it looked super annoying. And the cool thing about it is if you block the crow... You get put into that that state. What was stain state? Stain state, and so every random small thing that hits leads into something bigger. So like Testament has a has a taco kick like Iori does. You know, you jump and hit kick, and it kicks backwards, causes no hit stun. And I was like, how is this ever going to be useful? I've completely forgot about the stain state. So if you even tick them with it, right. they blow up and pop up, and then yeah. all of a sudden you get combo off of it. Every far button hits you know causes that to happen and so uh you know it's just really annoying so justin the way that he was playing testament was throwing out everything you'd block a crow he'd hit one button and then you'd blow up and pop up and then he'd be able to combo off of that and it was just really kind of neat watching it because it actually felt like more active zoning than you know even a character like axel could do and what was cool about that is that's really kind of to the spirit of how testament was in the first place although in the games where testament was really strong it was more about stupid testament loops for like 10 hours but you know <laughs> um i i was glad to see that testament has a zoning aspect there and i i i'm actually kind of uh 
for it, honestly. Yeah, the taco kick is Iori. Uh, when he, they, they've just called it. It's been b- being called the taco kick since like KOF ninety five, dude. So. I, I do not know the origin of that, but yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh... I think it, yeah, it has something to do. There. It has something to do with the name, or like he would say something I in. The, ge- I put the definition in the chat. Oh, the does glossary. he actually? Does he Cut have off the, the infill's glossary? Does he actually have the? Uh, yeah, taco. It's in history. There. Oh, it originated from the Spanish word tacon, referring to the heel of Yori's foot. Oh wow! There you go. The tacon kick. So it was the tacon kick, and now it's now the taco kick. That's awesome. Go. Okay, I didn't know. That's really cool. Yeah, from what I've seen of Testament, they look cool too. I, I've seen kind of the same gameplay, not from Justin, but from other people. I was briefly watching around in, on Twitch um, of, of kind of that neutral heavy control. And then uh, if the opponent is in stained state, then you can kind of stab in a little bit more and try things out. And then if not, no big deal. You go back to having control <laughs> in mid-range. And that that looks like it's fun gameplay to me. Like That looks like just the kind of stuff that I think would be fun to do. So I, I, I like it. I think she, I, I think they look really cool. Yeah. That whole stain state thing is really awesome. Like I didn't realize yeah. how it worked in the, in the video. I wasn't sure how it worked. It literally just stays on them. And the first thing that hits yeah. them just triggers it and they blow up. So it's well, on just hit an, or block too. So you get right. more yeah. frame advantage on block as well. Right. Yeah, so it's like an auto combo extender. And I, I didn't realize that's how it worked. And when I found out, I was like, that's kind of neat. You know, and so there is an impetus to curse people, which was a big part of Testament's game before, which was to curse people. And so, you know, having the crow do that and and giving this kind of a power up, I just think it's really, really cool. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, I think I think they definitely look cool. Any sense on how well Testament fits into the game, like in terms of strength or anything like that? Uh, I think they're a character that's very similar to, um, wow, why is her name blinking? The character with the robots. Jacko. I think she's a Jack, or I think they're a Jacko situation, uh, where at first everybody's going to think that Testament's weak. Mm. Oh, they're not good. They're not good. They're not good. And then four or five months from now, they're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) There might actually be kind of a problem. Like Zato too, right? I mean, you Dude, that. yeah, I mean Zato to a to an extent, but I think Zato was figured out quicker than um, Jacko was. Jacko okay. took a little bit more time. Yeah, okay. Jacko I think took a that's what Testament will be as well. And okay. it's happening with Happy Chaos too. Happy Chaos is starting to win most like big tournaments now. Uh, I mean, because, even after getting nerfed, right? Yeah, because Happy Chaos is clearly really kind of stupid, but like yeah, that character uh, is good. But very, very difficult to use. So, you know, it's one of those situations again. But Is he? Yeah. So, like, I mean, uh, some of the, some of the like, pseudo-infinite block strings do require really fat. Like, it's kind of like fly-unfly stuff with Morgan, you know. And uh, it's... Oh, uh, don't get me started on Morgan. Morgan, it's, uh, talking about Marvel 3 Morgan? yeah. Morgan players fooled all of you. She's not that hard. Whatever. She's, they fooled all of you. Whatever. All of you are fooled by. I. I am not. Peter, you are correct. I am not impressed by Morgan. Happy what? chaos can be plenty hard, but Morgan. Yeah, that's, okay, that's okay. a lie. Whatever. That's a lie. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, yeah, we have a day of OBS Ninja being weird for David's camera again. So yeah. Video apologies. Ninja. Okay. 
video. Golly, they rebranded. They're going to sue you. So no significant balance patch uh, came with this in terms of the characters. They're holding off on that until uh, the next next season. Good. Yes. The game is in a great state. I mean, honestly, if you ask me, like, is there anybody who really needs to be nerfed or anybody who really needs to be buffed? I mean, real like I can name you the characters that I think deserve nerfs and buffs, but mm. none of them are like, oh my god, like this this character needs super help, you know? Like, you know, obviously, like. No, James. I think it's funny that you're like, this is such a great thing. They're not patching. Like, this is. Mm-hmm. I think the game's in a good state because I I agree with you on all those fronts, but also. This is Arxis, and anything we like <laughs> about the game right now, just expect it to go away. Expect it to just I not. Mean, it's going to be gone. See- Season 2 is going to have a ridiculously silly patch. Everybody's going to be up in arms. And who knows if it'll be fun still. That's <laughs> I mean, the truth. That, that's, that is, I mean, obviously there's a history and a precedent for that, but yes. I don't think that's the case anymore, especially with Strive, right? I mean, obviously it happened with Grand Blue and Dragon Ball, but those are also yeah. owned by different companies as well, right? They can't even put in rollback into them. But for Strive, they've been doing everything possible to listen to what fans have been saying and stuff. And I think they've been doing an actually a fan fantastic job with that so i i have I just lots of faith any any fighting game devs ever 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 <laughs> like i just it's not that i think they even do bad jobs it's just if you expect disappointment you can't be disappointed right boy like, that's just kind of Jesus, i'm gonna bring keats on here to talk to you about this one, dude. <laughs> like do I not just... do not trust him either no no i i don't trust arxis i don't trust arxis I really love Grand Blue, and then the first big balance came, balance patch came. I remember. Yeah, Stop but like I said, I flat out. I don't know if Dragon that's... Ball. I could, I couldn't yeah, get he's, through. He's been hurt too many times, definitely. Again, yeah, but again, I, neither of I'm those hurt, games yeah, I, are pain. under control by Arxis, so that's that's uh, the thing. So I, and again, like I said, Guilty Gear Strive has been doing everything exactly the opposite of that, and so I, I think there's I enough. Just, I, dude, I, I'll, I, I will believe it when i see it and season two comes out <laughs> and nothing too wild happens and it's a fun game but i think they're probably going to change a bunch of mechanics i think they'll probably add some Dude, I, that's just kind of that's what they've been doing with these games for look, the most part look duck helmet as time has gone on gone on it's becoming clear and clear that potemkin is actually one of the weaker characters in strive potemkin has had massive grappler syndrome in which they come out of the gate and they're super good and now everybody knows how to fight him and now he's not super good anymore. <laughs> he got what he deserved. That's how, well, that's how it is. I mean, he yeah. got buffed, so yeah, he did deserve it. So, you know. No, I mean, you know, getting caught on to. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. That's how it always yeah, goes. Absolutely. Or very often goes anyway. Yeah. Uh, as far as Testament goes, yeah, I think that they look really cool. I love the animations. Uh, very well done Testament on that stud. Yeah, yeah for sure. The voice acting really is cool. sick. Dude, they look yeah. so cool. <laughs> Definitely agree with that. Oh, man. Uh, anything else to say on Testament? Yeah, the 2v2 thing might actually show up at some point, Tyrone, because uh, remember that was a feature they advertised very early on was a 2v2 thing. You know, it was like for fighting against the computer or something like that, only on yeah, PS5. Yeah, and it was only available on PS5. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't... 
it wasn't even available on PS5, right? That doesn't exist, even on the PS5 version. So, true. you know, clearly they're going to add... Again, you can tell the pandemic screwed them up. You Like, like you know, the, the lobby system, the, 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 the private lobbies where you're supposed to be able to decorate your own house, all that stuff like that. Right. The, like I said, the very first beta we got, there was a realtor in the lobby like clearly they had intention of doing something and it got all erased because of the pandemic so yep we'll see how it comes out in season two they did announce that there will be cross play but uh not not yet not yet not yet yet, yeah with with season two a few months no big deal yeah it will come horses yeah all right cool (laughs) It, it will are you guys good to go uh, well, before yeah. we go to break, don't don't I have a job here to do or something? I your think job, you do. James. Do your job. <laughs> All right. So again, uh, if you guys see on the bottom of the screen there, uh, we are now uh, sponsored by Manscaped here. That's and, what I'm uh, talking about. I know that Tubo. Uh, so use the coupon code UCTV for twenty percent off of your orders. Tubo last week, you know, talked about his experiences with it. Yes. And <laughs> so, uh, look, I obviously I'm not going to be able to make this as entertaining as David and Tubo. So it's my turn to talk a little bit about my experiences. I'm just going to make this promo very straightforward and direct. Uh, obviously, after hearing about their experiences last week, uh, clearly David and Tubo can be a little more uh, cheeky with the product, you know, so <laughs> then I, I am, I am 90% hair. So, it's a little different story. <laughs> so, uh, basically, uh, I just want to say that, uh, I've honestly never really done anything like this before. So I was obviously a little apprehensive. Uh, I wasn't really, I wasn't really sure I had the balls to go through with it. Also, because as an Asian dude, I don't have a lot of extra body hair, uh, you know, in a lot of other regions. So I was kind of worried that I was getting the the, the shaft uh, by being unable to use the product as much. Uh, also, just as a reminder to everybody, uh, as talking about this experience, paid promo, have to get out of the way because legal reasons, blah, 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 blah. And I am not a crook kind of a thing, you know, and... Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back because Nixon is an asshole and I don't want to be anything like old Tricky Dick. So if I ever met him, I would definitely tell him, uh, you suck, Dick. So um, in any case, uh, again, back to my very serious review here. Um, you know, uh, I, as I said, I was having a little trepidation and I'm sure a lot of people out there were wondering about me. They were probably like wondering, Woody... Would he actually use the product, you know? And uh, I did find it actually very convenient and very safe, actually. It was, it was really easy to use. Like, uh, I mean, Tubo mentioned last week that you have the flashlight on the product, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a light right, right on the And it's right very convenient. Board. And you can, you can actually turn the light off if you want to. But interestingly enough, the device only has one button on it. And so if you use your finger and tap the button, it turns it on and off. But if you want to change, if you want to turn off the light, try finger, but hold the button down for about three seconds to turn it off and do the same thing again to, to, to turn the light back on. Um, anyways, uh, just to kind of sum it up, um, 
look, I <laughs> was probably nuts for uh, feeling that kind of trepidation. Um, honestly, while using it, I never felt any nicks or pricks at all uh, during the use. This baby even comes with its own travel bag, so you can easily pack her up in your suitcase or in a carry-on package, you know, alongside your joystick uh, that you can take on the airplane on your first, second, or third leg of the flight. You know, obviously that sucks if you have that many stopovers and stuff like that, but, you know, I do believe it will meet your, your meet, I'm sorry, meet your expectations, and after using it, you will feel like a clear wiener. I know I did. So um, that's my take on it. Again, I apologize to everybody. I know, you know, it was a little more serious and straightforward, and I wasn't able to do sure, anything, yeah. you know, goofy with the review. Um, but that was my experience with it. Again, you can use UCTV for 20% off all of your orders on Manscaped. So uh, there you go. Manscaped.com. Yeah. 20% off your order. And free shipping. And Get free 20% shipping. off and free shipping with the code UCTV at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code UCTV. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with right. manscaped tm yep in any case uh i think we're gonna go to break and when we come back we'll be bringing on logan sama talk a little bit about street fighter patch and such so be right back guys and uh stay tuned All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Tuesday Show. We are going to be bringing on a very special guest all the way from across the Atlantic. It's very late for them, so thank you very much to none other than Mr. Logan Sama. Hi, Logan. How are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm good. It was worth staying up this late just to hear your beautiful um, promo. Yeah, I mean, it it was just very straightforward and very serious and normal. So I just directly to the point. Exactly. (laughs) Yep, yep. I mean, Uh, I've definitely gotten advice. No beating around the bush was. Oh boy, that was that was just the tip that a lot of people gave me to 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 tell you know to go with. So there you go. Nice work, everybody. We we by the way, we've all been practicing this. This is uh, the third. time that we've had since rehearsal yeah, that we yeah. practiced this <laughs> sure, yeah. mm-hmm, great work mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. work we all nailed it uh, so yeah thanks a lot for coming on much obliged happy to talk to you i hope that things are going well out there looking forward to seeing you at some point but let's start by talking about yeah definitely that let's start by talking <laughs> about how it is that you got into the competitive fgc what's your backstory? oh damn okay um so i'm a filthy o-niner um, <clears throat> hey o-niners rise up baby uh, I saw Street Fighter 4 somewhere. I can't even remember where I saw it now, but it was on like the internet somewhere. And I just thought, wow, this game looks exactly like Street Fighter 2, but with all the characters in like 3D models and not shit like EX. Like they actually <laughs> look good. Yeah. Um, so for me, like that instantly caught me. And. I have like somewhat of an obsessive personality. So when I find something and it like 
pings off the neurons in the brain and the dopamine starts dumping. Um, I kind of go and research it and, you know, I'm finding all this footage of um, guys playing in the arcade in Japan. I think the thing that made me, the thing that made me really get excited about Street Fighter as a competitive endeavor was a match between Daigo and Momochi in the arcade using Ryu and Akuma. And I saw like Momochi punish a focus attack with Akuma sweep cancelled into Rage and Demon. It just, wow, this is the coolest <laughs> shit I've ever yeah. seen. And um, I went out and did the same thing that I do with every hobby, which is buy all the equipment. So I bought myself a stick because I found out that all the good players play in the arcade and learning on pad is a waste of time because of you won't be able to use your pad in the arcade. So, you know, you need to know how to use stick. How ironic that is now. Um, yeah. I've, I, I'm an 09er, but I feel like a massive boomer saying that at the same time. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, learned that. And then I started just going to some of the arcades in London and just getting beaten up by people like uh, F word and Ryan Hart and Zach Bennett and Andreas uh, and some of the players around at that time that were, you know, just going there every day and picking up the game and learning. So, and I mean, you, you got initiated right away then. It wasn't like going to a local arcade first. You you went straight to the big boys well, arcade. That was the local. The local, arcade. right? Like, yeah. It's only a okay, small yeah. room. Like yeah. it's the, the floor that had the Street Fighter cabs in is smaller than the front room I'm sitting in now in my apartment. Jeez. Like it was really cramped. It was So the big difference with arcades in the UK and arcades um, in America is – they're all full of like the first floor is always full of like um, fruit machines, uh, slot machines. Always, mm. uh, it's always because gambling isn't completely legal as long as you have a license anywhere in the okay. country. Um, okay. So those things are kept open basically by people gambling in them. And then downstairs, <laughs> they had like the games that people would come and hang around and linger. Um, and there was only a few locations that actually had Street Fighter Four cabs because they, you know, when they came out, they were hugely expensive. Um, and right. not many places had them at all. So we went there and that's where everyone was at hanging out and the best players went there and I would just go and just absorb and I'd try and go home and learn and practice, but my internet connection was really bad where I was living. Um, so I wasn't able to really get to that level of competition where I could put the time and effort into, and it kind of, it made me just become more of a, an enjoyer of the community rather than someone that believed that they could compete at any point. Sure. Um, and I was de DJing a lot. I was still on radio, doing radio every week. I was playing out every weekend. So like my free time was certainly not to the point at which I could play for hours every day. So these guys are just pulling further and further ahead of me anyway. Um, I discovered offline events. I went to a large event called SVB, which is like our biggest event that we had in the country in 2009. Um, and again, it was really cool because in my DJing work, a lot of people that were into Street Fighter, I don't know if you've seen the community in London, but it's very, like, there's a lot of black guys in the community in London. Um, so there's a lot of people that were fans of what I was doing in music, which meant it was really welcoming for me. And I felt like I wanted to put something back in, even though I wasn't really able to play that well. So I started running, um, like, small 
gatherings. They weren't really tournaments or anything. They were gatherings. So I'd hire a LAN cafe um, called Gamer Base in one of our music places. I just invited everyone to come down and just play for free and just train up together in an offline environment <laughs> uh, to cool. prepare prepare for 2010 SVB, which um, Mad Cats flew Daigo over. PR Rog came over as well, yeah. uh, and all the French players came over. And I was like, yeah, man, like I really want our players to be as match fit as possible. So we'll do this and put it on. And that weekly get-together is what became Winner Stays On. We started actually making it a tournament so people would take it seriously because you'd get to a point where it's a, a session the stronger players would just beat everybody and then not really take it seriously and start mm -hmm. mucking around. And I could see that they weren't really, they'd plateau because they could beat all the people around them. Right. So I started, you know, putting little enticements like 50, 80, 100 pounds into a prize pot off the back <laughs> of my DJing work um, so that they would actually take it seriously all the way to the end. So they wanted to play each other and beat each other. At the same point, we got involved um, with a guy called Worst Geef, Worst Geef Ever, who yeah. is James Bardolf, who's gone on to do amazing things in the Counter-Strike community. Yep. Um, but he just showed up. He was like, yeah, I actually want to stream. Like, this, this streaming thing's pretty cool. I'm going to show up with my suitcase and my kit. <laughs> and then we just started randomly streaming. Um, and we'd get people tuning in from North America. We'd get people tuning in from yeah. Europe. And it was really cool. We built up this community. We start building up personalities. I'm seeing new players come through, younger nice. players that are starting to challenge the older guys. So you've got younger guys like um, Yota and Andreas and Slizzle that were competing against your Ryan Hearts and your F-Words that are more seasoned in like third strike and older games. Uh, and then, of course, this guy called Problem X came through as well. And I, he... he <laughs> You might have he heard guy. of him. He went on. Did a few yeah, I think he did all right. Yeah, he yeah. did okay. Yeah. Um, so from there, I kind of was just showing up and running Street Fighter 4 one night, Marvel 3 another night in 2010. And because I had the broadcast background from the radio as a DJ, um, and I had like all this obsessive knowledge that my hands would not let me translate into gameplay. Yeah. Um, I ended up kind of like hosting on the mic on the live stream and we ended up getting opportunities to commentate at events around Europe. So I got to go to DreamHack. Um, I mean, honestly, one of the, I, I still remember one of the first ones that I remember distinctly hearing you was the Gandhi FSP match, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we were well seasoned Absolutely. because we're commentating right. every sure. week without sure. fail. Right. We're commentating every week in London these guys, we know the game back to front. Like we're obsessively watching videos of the best players in the world as well. Cause that was the time in which, you know, Spooky did the, the um, 24 hour stream of Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah. Um, we're starting to watch all these American events that, you know, blew our mind that the, you know, the, the scope and the size of these events that, that were being put on as well. And, you know, we'd all get together and we'd watch Evo and what have you. And it was in like 2012, I think, that I went to Evo first time. Mm. 2011, a bunch of our players went over with Western Wolves, which was the team that Ryan Hart organized. Ah, so you yeah, had F-Word and Andreas. Yeah. Um, they also signed He Shall Not Be Named and Laugh as well um, mm, to that team. Right, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they did a... Yeah, and they, they got the players out, and it was awesome to see that opportunity. Um, and we were at home cheering everyone on. Um, and that just made me, like, everything that I just experienced in terms of this competitive endeavor just made me more and more interested each time. Each step, like, it, it just, 
you know, it's grabbed me. It hooks sank further into me with each sure. thing that I yeah. uh, experienced, you know, so, yeah. Had you had, you had other, you, know, you talk about kind of obsessiveness and, and, and love of competition. Had you had that kind of experience with previous games or scenes no. beforehand? No, no. Huh. Um, yeah, that was my first, first thing. Like I liked, I liked um, PvP Arena in War- Warcraft. Okay. Um, but not obsessively. Okay. Um, I mean, because again, that just took the, the hours were mad. I played, I played yeah, Warcraft yeah. when it first came out. What a Warcraft when it first came out for like 12 hours a day when I was in the university and David knows about that. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then like, <clears throat> and then like, I think about two and a half years in, like I kind of thankfully had an awakening and just sort of cold turkeyed it. Um, yeah. but other than that, like that actual competitive aspect, no, n- never before. I mean, like I was mad into sports. I love playing sports. I was going to ask about a, sports. Yeah. Was that something that yeah. you used to do? Yeah, loads. I'd play tons and tons of sports. Um, you know, like two different sports in the summer, two different sports in the winter. I've always loved American sports. Um, through my dad, like my dad was a big fan of American sports. Mm. I've always loved pro wrestling. I've always loved comics. So like my my affinity for American culture in that side of things has always been, been quite high as well. But in terms of like competitive, no, not really. But... Um, I mean, like, in terms about, of like, what about the DJ scene, though? Is there a little bit of like, you know, obviously you want to be the best at doing what oh, you're course. doing. Like, is, of course. And, and the music that I play is like really MC focused as well. So they have like clashes and. Yeah, like, I was going to say, you've been in battles and, and, stuff, right? and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And um, the style of music that I play is like uh, born from dance hall in jamaica and that sound system culture so there's a you know you can show off as a dj by having special edits of tracks that the artists have put your name in and you'll get a little big status props and i mean you've seen from like how i i dress at events i like showing off and having things that other people don't have um, right <laughs> and that that comes across in the music a lot as well like i love having new music i love having songs that people can't get yet or like exclusive stuff like that. So um, competitive, I guess, to be good was always there. Um, and that's kind of like why it hurt me so much that I couldn't put the time and effort into playing to get to that mm-hmm. level. Um, Cause I could see what it took. I could see what I needed to do. But for me, it was just like a repetition thing to get the muscle memory down. I was literally 20 minutes before um, I came on air. I was playing a set with Problem X online and I'm like, I'm with punishing Psycho Axe into standing medium punch nothing with Ken and cursing at my screen <laughs> and stuff. And like, I'm still doing it oh, now. Yeah. Like literally oh, yeah. it's a meme in the London community. Like my combo <laughs> drops are a meme. There's a, there's a video of me playing. There's a video of me playing Tyrant in a tournament from like 2015, I think versus fighting. And it's my Dudley against his M Bison. And like, the combo drops in that will have you rolling on the floor. Like I'd absolutely punch the crap out of him. I'd get the stun and then I'd just drop the stun combo and then he'd come back and almost perfect OCV me and stuff. And I ended up yeah. losing the set. And I'm just on camera, just laughing at myself because I'm so oh, used to man. it. Um, but yeah, just in terms of the competitive side of it, I just love excellence. Like I'm a big fan of excellence. You know, I really like to celebrate it, you know? Um, and I think that's the coolest thing about, about fighting games, regardless of <clears throat> any politics or any um, 
you know, posturing or, or, or smack talk or privilege that you might have or extra hand up. It's completely like based on the results of the game and that, you know, the, the hard work that you put in is completely rewarded. Um, the best people are the best people because they are working the hardest and they're working the smartest and they are the most gifted. And I, I love just experiencing that. And I, I think that that comes across in my commentary, mine and F words commentary that we, we, we try and make these finals and these top eights as grandiose as possible because they are the best players in the world. And, and I just love that. I get so much passion and pleasure from it. Talking about commentary, you know, you do have this long experience in music and broadcasting. Mm. And I'm curious whether you see many similarities or differences maybe between that style of kind of mic and talent work and, and fighting game commentary. Um, I think that being, being comfortable expressing your passion for something on a microphone is very valuable in fighting games in general, because if you can be eloquent in your excitement that translate to the viewers and when the viewers can invest in the moment i think that is the the height of commentary for me you know people that are able to commentate in a way that just it makes you feel like what's going on in this screen is the only thing that's happening in the world <laughs> at that time and they're the greatest commentators for me across whatever sport or game or whatever it is they're commentating i think that's the the pinnacle of it for me um and for me, I've always been very good at speaking about things I'm passionate about. Um, I don't think there's much in terms of the technical aspect, because for me, like radio presentation is there's a, I'm playing a record for three minutes. I don't say a word. And then I come in, I do a short link and I'm back out again. So if anything, it's more like desk host experience. Uh, and I have been asked to do that. So I did it recently at Arc Revo in yeah. EMEA for yeah. Guilty Gear. Um, I did it at Intel World Open for for that in Poland. Um, and I think realistically, my broadcast experience in radio makes me good as a desk host and a presenter. But my, I think it's just natural to be able to commentate fighting games. I don't, I think it's very hard to teach how to be truly great at commentating fighting games. You can teach people to be competent, but to be like, you can't teach people how to be Steve or Yipes. It's impossible. You know, I can't teach you how to be sure. F word. It's not possible. Those people are like, I can, I feel like I could potentially teach someone to be Sajam, but it would take me years and years of studying information and being able to explain situations. But that kind of, that passionate commentator is, is something that you just have in you, I think. Um, but yeah, of course you can teach professionalism, but, uh, and I, I, I learned that on the radio. So yes, absolutely. Right. In some aspects of broadcast, I think it has helped. I totally agree with you that there are, are many commentators who have kind of come to it almost accidentally and learned it, learned how to be strong. Steven's definitely one of those. But then, um, uh, you know, Tasty Steve and Yipes are, are the guys who are entertainers. <laughs> Right. Like they were, enter they were just entertainers and, yeah. and I'm very glad that they happened to find their way into actually doing that for a living. That's important. Yeah. But like, you know, they were, they were that way before there was anything like a camera <laughs> on them. That's yeah. just who they are. 
Yeah. And I mean, let's also put it this way. I've also commentated with people who obviously were not passionate about what they were doing. And you know that you could tell it was just you know a gig for them, and mm-hmm. you can you can feel it. You mean it. like you when you were it. commentating Street Fighter Cross Tekken, James? Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, this is yeah. why I said I will never commentate a game that I do not have that kind of interest in anymore. Right. Like Street Fighter Cross Tekken taught me a very valuable lesson, honestly, and I will never do yeah. that again. So I, I've I've been a viewer of you both for. Mm-hmm. 10 years plus and there's definitely been periods in your street fighter careers where you've been commentating the game and i can sense that you're not enamored with the state of the game at that moment in time <laughs> yeah, um, sure. maybe for a season or what have you and then obviously as we all are as people we come around again and we find yeah. things that we love in it and it excites us again and we find the beauty in the play but i think that yeah it's it's very evident when there's some people that will yeah. take jobs because it's a payday um, and they not only can they not adequately break down what's happening on the screen, but also there, there's not true, there's not true excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of canned excitement at, at, at yeah. moments as well. And I think it's very difficult to, um, to manufacture that aspect of it. You know, you, you've been studiously sticking to Street Fighter almost entirely. I can only think yeah. of a few examples where you've not. And I mm. guess the recent one was the the Arxis thing, although you were in more of a, the host role. Yeah. Um, is, have you considered branching out or are you just really, is Street Fighter the game for you? So I, I'm pretty sure I am like mildly autistic. I'm pretty sure I am. I'm, I, I'm actually going to be evaluated right. for ASD this year. I was diagnosed with ADHD last year, which was very Ooh. liberating. And I'm going to be um, referred this year for, for ASD because it was recommended to do so. Interesting. Sure. And my brain creates rules. And one of those rules is this is the thing. It's exactly the same with my music, by the way. And also exactly the same. It, it, it's, it's, it's a... This, this, this weird fixation with one thing is something that carries across many of my interests. Um, I only play grime music. I have the, had the opportunity and the skill and ability to play other genres of music, which would allow me oh, exact, in exactly the same way that it would if I commentated other games. I could get a few more gigs in. I could play here and here and here <laughs> instead of just here. It's exactly the same. I only play grime. I famously only play grime. Um, I love Warhammer. All these books here, these are all Warhammer rule books that are like 60 bucks each. They come out once every two months with rules in. I've got a stupid collection of, of miniatures as well. I love that competitive game as well. I've just discovered that over the last five years as a competitive endeavor. Mm. I only care about Space Marines in that. <laughs> like, I don't care about any, I will not play any other faction in that game as well. I only care about Marvel Comics. I cannot bring myself to really care about DC Comics. Or, I just like Marvel characters. I mean, I understand so that. I, that's, that's <laughs> so that's I like, logic, I like yeah. form these rules in my brain where it's yeah. like, this is the thing that I like. And I just can't bring myself to, I can't bring myself to put the time into it. Listen, I, I went and did the, the Arc Revo thing. Obviously, I appreciate excellence in all its forms. I had the privilege of watching Latif play and, you know, what he was doing with Zato was 
was mind-boggling. I had a, a rudimentary grasp of what he was doing when the resources with Eddie were explained to me, and and it makes it even. It's like when you watch um, Evo Moment um, thirty-seven, and you, you you hear the crowd hype, and you think, yeah, this must be really hype. Then you kind of break down actually what's Find happening there and it's... why it's so good mm. uh, and then you're like oh my this is even more amazing than i realized so i kind of appreciated that and i got the you know i've got myself a copy of strive and uh, i just <laughs> haven't brought myself to play it yet yeah. not because i just don't want to or i just haven't been able to bring myself to do it yet for whatever reason um i'm, I'm very busy because obviously the last two years i dj and i commentate they're the two things i do all the clubs yeah. have been shut all the offline events have been shut and we all know what the budgets are for online events. Don't we gentlemen? <laughs> yes. uh, it's, it's not the same. Um, so I've been really, really focusing very hard on trying to get my, my businesses in order. So I haven't really got as much time, but um, yeah. I do. I try to learn Marvel. Um, I try to learn Dragon Ball fighters. I just couldn't bring myself to do it, but street fighter. Yeah. I mean, even with characters, look, I I've tried to learn Kage and Luke. Just I end up going yeah. back to playing yeah. Ken. Yeah. It's the same before. Like I, the only time I've ever switched is when I spend hours and hours and hours in Vanilla Street Fighter Four trying to learn Akuma hard kick loops, and then they took them out the game with <laughs> yeah. Super, yeah. and I was like, "This Thanks. is." Just, and then I, so Akuma was dead to me. Like it was, it, I just had sure, a negative yeah. association. So I went yeah. to Dudley because I thought Dudley was really cool in Third Strike. Like he was just so rude yeah. and disdainful. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, that's so, the only uh, time in, I've actually changed main. <laughs> in the chat, Taz asked, "Can Logan confirm that he is indeed the Logan all the grime artists are referring to in their lyrics?" Yes, that's 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 me. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that is right. To me, yes, I, I mean, am that Logan. Yes, I, I think that's really cool, though. I mean, you know, yeah, again, have, you know, nope. talking nope. about uh, you know these kind of weird ticks that we all have and it's something that yeah. you know i i you know again i i'm i talk about it a lot on social media a lot and stuff like that and i think that's really important that we kind of normalize a lot of that stuff and so i don't know like i don't want to say it's like really cool and fascinating to hear about that uh you know side of you obviously mm. you know we'd all rather not be in that way i'm pretty sure i have adhd i just haven't been formally diagnosed because american yeah. healthcare, yay um but you know <laughs> but I you mean, know, all, all four of the people yes. on this call have either been diagnosed or strongly suspect um, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, that we yeah. have that. I, I mean, yeah. I don't think that there's. It's not a coincidence, you know. People who who have that kind of um, obsession, that kind of brain, I think self-select into this kind of stuff. <laughs> I yeah. sat down I with my girlfriend and showed her Street Fighter Five when we started going out because obviously it's such a big part of what I do, and she was like how do you spend so long to learn all of this? Like, because yeah. normal people just want to pick something up and do things. Right. And yep. when I explained to her, like the, the kind of win condition of getting the most damage out and, and, and access to damage, she was like, I've got no, like, no how, how do you, how do you put that amount of time in? Why would anyone <laughs> do that? Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably yeah, what know. that's probably what normal people think, and that's probably <laughs> that's probably why we're never going to be League of Legends or yeah. Counter Strike or mm. Call of Duty because it 
Like it's a special type of person that will actually do that, especially for the amount of money that we're making for it. You know, like it's not, it's not like you're getting pro athlete hey, there's, money. There's money to be made. getting paid. Wait, I'm just getting. Well, I'm getting paid in exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah exposure bucks, my favorite. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man! Well, when it comes to (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) When it it comes to the current state of this game, Street Fighter Five, obviously we've just had a significant patch. How Mm. did you feel about the game before that patch came out? I felt like, hmm. I mean, Ken was good. (laughs) I, I felt like the game was in an interesting state where it needed a few minor tweaks to some of the strongest characters and a few minor tweaks to some of the worst characters. And then I would have loved to see it let loose in an offline environment because that's the thing we haven't really had outside of the two Red Bull Kumites. um, And I guess Street Fighter League, but Street Fighter League is still a a subsection. We haven't seen the world play each other yet. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, we've seen... Street Fighter League Japan, we've seen Street Fighter League NA, which at least had... Street Fighter League NA, in effect, was the rest of the world, right? Right. Based on who was there. Um, But we haven't seen the world outside of Red Bull Kumite go at it and and test their strategies. And even Red Bull Kumite Las Vegas was kind of disappointing because the Japanese players were recording SFL Japan that week, so we didn't get Mm -hmm. Daigo, Takedo, blah, 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 etc. So I was kind of hyped for that. Outside of... 500 people turning up using Luke um, and <laughs> Cami and Poison being ridiculous and Karen having no hurt boxes on anything. Outside of that, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm really interested to see this because we've got loads of character specialists. Some of these characters are starting to rise up a bit, um, no pun intended. And I was kind of hyped for that. Now they've really thrown like a curveball at us because these are significant changes that they've made here. Um, like I was just playing Problem X's Alex and <laughs> that character is terrifying. Yeah. Um, I think that character was really good last season, actually. He got some really, really good buffs, but, um, you know, but kind of like... really good. You know how, like, Boxer got massacred for being season two Boxer? Like, mm-hmm. he got massacred for that. But every year afterwards, he would just get buffed and buffed and bit, buffed and bit, buffed bit, and yeah. buffed till last year where he's like, this character's really legit. I think Alex was just there last year, and now he's got these extra things. Like, he's, he's a terror now. Um, like, reliable Oki, yeah. command grabs, stuff. Um, Top tier for conversions. sure. Say it. say it to the world, Logan. Top no, tier, I, top, I, would, I would never say that Alex is top tier because I don't want to in any way undermine all of the victories that my guy Problem X is going to secure with that character. <laughs> So Alex so, so is currently mid tier. Yeah, and it's all exactly. About the low, low mid tier at best, honestly. Yeah. But I am very scared of Alex, uh, and there's loads of changes like that which are like pretty cool. Um, and there's so much to explain. We, we we kind of said about it when we were in the break about reading the patch notes. Uh, the difference between reading the patch notes and actually understanding what they mean comes down to the translation of what those patch notes say. And yeah, I feel yeah. like I have to. I feel like I just have to watch mains stream with the character and then i can take away what these changes actually mean um so i've been trying to do that i've just been trying to watch uh, a bit of stuff and i've been really enjoying watching brian uh brian f go go around i've been enjoying watching 
loads of clips of Japanese players because they're straight in there playing a hundred rank matches in an mm-hmm. hour. Um, and, and that's that's really what I'm doing. I'm just trying to absorb what the people that know way more than me with these characters are getting out of these changes, and then I can see kind of how they they affect. But for me, it's really interesting. Um, it's thrown a real curveball, as I said. It's not the kind of it's like halfway in between an Amiga version of the game, like we've got in Street Fighter 4, mm-hmm. and like a nice balanced version. I, I don't know where it's going to end up. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right to me. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think all you can do right now really is just leave it on a question. You know, There's, we yeah. just don't know enough at this point. It just came out. Yeah, find out soon. Apart from Zeku's Infinite, of course, that needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave it. Leave it in the cowards. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, have, are, are you going back more into the DJ stuff because of the pandemic right now? Or, I mean, are you still trying to, I mean, I, I guess, you know, past few years, we've been seeing you everywhere. You know, we saw your first attack, we see you traveling, you're doing, you know, all yeah. the stuff. And it felt like you were definitely leaning more into FGC than the music. Uh, does it feel like it's shifting a little to bit? To be honest with you, I was doing both just as much. Really? Um, okay, okay. Yeah, like 2019. <laughs> oh, what the hell? My camera's just gone off. Bear with me, two secs. <laughs> no worries. We can still hear you. Oh. you can... <laughs> it's a podcast, so oh, I mean, it's not yeah, that big of a deal. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Yeah, you can keep talking while you're doing this if you're next to the mic, but if not, no worries. If not, no yeah, that guy Zeku is strong. I mean, there's just a lot of strong characters. I feel like it's hard to nail down um, who 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 is the best. You know, it's just. It's yeah, up the, in the air. It's again, cool. the game was in a great state. I can state, tell you who it's not. Honestly. I can tell you who it's not. That's E Honda, who definitely got nerfed. Okay, he didn't get nerfed, guy. He got nerfed, man. Okay, what is this nerf? Not the best. What is he's this not nerf the best. then, Tubo? Explain Listen, to me. I'd, I'd have to pull up the patch notes. Again, <laughs> I don't want to do all that. But I know that my knee jerk reaction was he got nerfed, and that's all I'm sticking with for You got time. it, buddy. <sighs> I'm an idiot. That's no, all, good. all good. No, did you, did you kick out the wire? No, I had the um, DC plugged into the AC out, into the AV out. Hey. Oh. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Looking good. All right. So the battery Wait. ended up dying. It wasn't on charge. Sorry. Mm, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I was basically doing, doing both uh, in 2019, um, and it was a really blessed time. I was really, awesome. really fortunate to be able to travel around the world and <clears throat> uh, experience all the different communities, whilst at the same time having the opportunities to play the music that I love as well. Um, I've got a really cool week coming up, actually. I've got tomorrow we're doing a live stream from the Red Bull Gaming Sphere with um, JME, who's a really famous grime artist. JME is the person that I first went to a major with. We went to SVB in 2009, and he loves Street Fighter 4, and he never really converted over to Street Fighter 5. Smart man. Um, But he started playing Street Fighter 5 about three months ago, and he's been streaming it every single day. He never promotes his stream. He always deletes the archives, (laughs) but he gets obviously loads of viewers because he's got like half a million followers on Twitter. Um, He's got like a really big loyal fan base and he's been playing it every day. He's having a great time. Um, So we're going to go Red Bull Gaming Sphere tomorrow and um, just live stream a bunch of sets. I've invited a bunch of the London guys down as well. So we're going to do some exhibition matches with some of the London players also. What Um, what channel is that going to be on? uh, Badman Online is the name of his channel. Um, Cool. So we'll be streaming on that from the gaming sphere. Nice. Uh, and then the day after that, he is doing a big music event in uh, a new venue in London that we're all going to play at as well. Um, cool. 
So yeah, it's basically I'm spending two days with him doing the two things that we both love the most at the moment. So <laughs> that that's awesome. what I, as I said, I feel yeah, pretty blessed. Uh, how bad a way to live, man. Yeah, to man. do that, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully, think like you know, I was really happy to see this CPT announcement where we're going to get some premiere events offline, uh, and I'm really intrigued to see what this World Warrior scheme, whether it's like a dojo system and well, it's going to make it's going to make locals. Uh, a thing again because uh, obviously uh, you know as we know I run I run a local here in London so that would be really nice um, uh, so yeah I mean I, I'm optimistic things will get back to whether, the, the way they were in some form um, uh, safety permitting and, and what have you things seem to be getting a bit worse in some countries and, and better yeah. in others. So it makes it very difficult for a, for a plan to be put together on a worldwide scale. Um, but I hope by the time street fighter six rolls around that we can all just be seeing each other every other week, at premier events all over the world once mm -hmm. again. And we'll That'd all just cool. laugh and remember that, remember that time when we just were all at home bored so yeah. fingers crossed that's nice. what i'm hoping for i hear that dude no. hi james uh, yeah i ask everybody this question and i know you've told your story before of where your handle logan sama comes from and i, yeah. I remember it had something to do with the fact that you are the biggest anime fan in the world right and, uh, yeah like uh, my favorite anime character over over my shoulder yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no i mean where did logan i mean sama you play marvel from? 3 dog i mean that's 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 pretty anime. It is. It's got all my favorite anime characters in it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Same. I, I am to, to, uh, to what British people are, you would call, I, I, I guess, I don't know what you'd call it. So like guys that are obsessed with Japanese culture would be weebs, right? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm clearly obsessed by American culture. Mm. Yeah. Cause yeah, I love comics and wrestling and, NFL and yeah. baseball and NBA. Um, so whatever that is, I'm one of those. Um, <laughs> you're, just a, you're just a really smart guy from the UK. That's all. <laughs> I just think I just think you're brilliant. Dude, that's, and that's you know why happened. it's the smartest? Because you can enjoy our culture, but have your own healthcare. Did <laughs> <laughs> you still get healthcare? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> both worlds. Although to be honest with you, our healthcare is not doing great at the moment oh, um, because our government, our government generally seems to be taking a lot of tips from yours. Yeah, yeah. tell them it's, 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 it's been a rough few years. Out it's now. not the greatest at the moment. Yeah, um, where did the name come from? So, I grew up in a time in which you were not supposed to put your real name on the internet. Yes. Um, so I tried to sign up for an email account, and obviously Logan at Hotmail .com had been taken. Um, so I was thinking of things. I didn't want to just do Logan four twenty three six five or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I was reading an issue of Wolverine when he was in uh, the Princess Bar, uh, which is a hangout in the fictional Asian island of Madripoor, and they would refer to him as uh, Logan Sama, which obviously I'm reading in a comic book, so I don't know how it's pronounced because I've never heard it said. So obviously where it should be summer, I'm just reading it in my English um, accent as Sama, as a hard A. Um, so that's where that came from. And I thought, yeah, that's really cool. Because when I Googled it, 
It said, this is like a ter- a, an, an utmost term of respect. And I thought, that's really cool. <laughs> you know, I'll use that as my DJ name because people will be paying me the utmost respect without even realizing they're doing it. That would be very cool. Um, so I ended up using it as my DJ name and then just carried it over into everything else I did as well. So that's where Logan Sama came from, an issue of Wolverine from the 90s. That's like the perfect origin story for you. Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. you leave, though, I do want to ask because you just brought it up a little bit. I just want to have one last question because I just want to hear how, you know, as a big wrestling fan, how does it feel yeah. to have actually commentated an NJPW match and become friends with Kenny Omega? I mean, like through fighting games, you know? <laughs> He is one of the nicest people I've ever yes. had the pleasure of meeting. Like yes. he's just a genuine, massive fan of things. He's just brimming with positivity about the stuff that he loves, which is ironic because he's a miserable bastard. Other than that, right? <laughs> when it comes to the when it comes to the things that he likes, he's just overflowing with enthusiasm and, and joy and passion about it. So I can kind of relate that because I too overflow with joy and passion about things I'm passionate about. But I'm also a miserable bastard. Um, <laughs> so I think that's kind of why we hit it off a little bit. Um, for me, I got into Japanese wrestling kind of as Bullet Club came through um, just before Kenny joined New Japan. And then when I saw him come through and he was putting on these incredible matches and I went back and realized that I'd seen him working in other companies like Ring of Honor and <clears throat> other places like that, um, PGW as well. And I just thought, wow, this guy, like, this guy watches all the shit. He knows stuff all the time. We'll text each other during, like, majors and stuff. We have done for, for like, the last four years. And he's, like, watching. He knows all the players. He knows what's going on. He's really, like, an avid follower. And I, he's also incredibly excellent at what he does. Definitely the best at what yeah. he does. So... Like for me, that makes it even cooler. Um, it's funny that I, I, I talk to to people in other walks of life that are really, really great. There's a guy called Zack Sabre Jr. who is a, a, a British wrestler and he's just won the New Japan Cup um, literally the other day. He won the New Japan Cup. Um, and like I, 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 I saw him at an event in London He's like, oh, yeah, Logan, yeah, I know you. I've got your Fabric Mix CD. I've seen you play, and I love grime, and these are the artists that I love. And he likes, he, he can tell me really obscure musical artists as well. And it's like, wow, okay, this is really cool. Like, just where you, when, you, when, you, when you're just genuine fans of what these people do, and then you discover they actually like what you do and what you're involved as well. And it's, like, kind of mind-blowing, but it's also really humanizing at the same time. And I just like, yeah, it's, it's really nice, man. Like, it's, it's been an absolute privilege to, to become Kenny's friend. Um, just awesome. a great guy. Cool, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming on and chatting with us. I really appreciate yeah, we it. appreciate it, dude. Uh, no, what, time really nice. say, what time did you say that you'll be working out? Um, I will be up in under four hours good luck i'm cool man like do you, do you want me to hang around for a little bit longer i don't mind <laughs> I'm, nah, I'm not gonna <laughs> no. not gonna make you do that yeah no, appreciate you appreciate that. you wouldn't you be making on. me if you want me to i'm happy to do so get out of here already <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just feel like i've just been monologuing for like half an hour that's the that's, thing that's, that's what, what we, we want, want you to do that's what we want that's what we want when people come on yes 
guess is a guest who has nothing to say. You have It's been a great time. Good work. Uh, all right, guys. All right, well, thank man, you so yeah. much for thank inviting you me. Again. It's really been a we'll pleasure. See, we'll see you one of these yeah. years. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I see you guys at least at Evo. Come to Combo Breaker if you can, man. Come to Combo Breaker. Bro, my, the way my bank account's set up right now, I don't I feel maybe you, if man. combo breakers, yeah, all, maybe if combo breakers, one of those premieres, and I can steal one of that those, be, I, one I, of your American commentators' be. jobs. That would be great. <laughs> that would be cool. All right, bud. All right, yep. guys. Take care. Thank Have a good rest so of your much. night. Good to see you. All right. <laughs> all right take well, care. Rest. Good rest of your morning, basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. There you go. Yeah, Shout out again. On. I know it's like what almost four a.m. for him over there now. I think it's past four a.m. now. Yeah. Shout outs to Logan for jumping on. Appreciate that. All right. That was great. Yeah. What a great conversation that was. Okay. okay. Well, let's move on to the 5 5 matchup where we discuss stuff. And typically, we have questions from the viewers, which we will get to in a bit. But sometimes we have questions that we want to get to ourselves. And that's what we're going to start with today. James and Brock, are locals dying? What's going on here? <laughs> So, uh, obviously, just to kind of give a, a, a little backstory about this, uh, Pat the Flip, who we had on the stream, what was it, two weeks ago? Last week? Two weeks ago? I don't know. I can't even remember. Something like that. Yeah, uh, you know, he put out a tweet where he was talking about, you know, things are changing now and that locals are probably going to start, you know. The uh, times they are changing. Yeah, and, and they're not going to be as attended as much because online has just gotten better, more convenient. You know, people just, you know we're not in that pattern we're not in the habit of going to locals anymore so it might be hard to bring us back even after the pandemic is done and it really sparked a huge debate a lot of people talking about this online so yeah are locals dying are locals are should we prepare obviously you know we can't say locals are dying because we don't know but <laughs> Is this something that we should prepare for? Is this an inevitable? Is this Thanos? Is it inevitable that it's going to happen? How do you how do you prepare for it, James? I want to know what, what the preparation for locals going away looks like. Getting better at Be online, just doing better. Yeah, I was gonna say, better I, yeah, online I think tournaments. just keep doing what we've been doing. I don't think there's anything to prepare for. Right. Uh, but I do think the uh, the truth, the the painful truth about locals is I don't think locals will die. But I do think weeklies were too goddamn much. Weeklies were too much for most adults. Like, <laughs> and, and even college students, man, a lot of college students will work a part-time job as well as go to you know university. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's too, I think weeklies for for most people are are too much, and it has nothing to do with hunger or you know how much you want to play the game. It's just there's only so much life. There's only really so many hours in the day. Uh, so I, I think that maybe weeklies were too much. Like it, it was, it was a bit much. So that changing to monthlies, I, I have no problem with. So I, I don't, I don't think fighting game locals are dying. I just think they're going to happen less often. And overall, that's probably for the best. Uh, I will say that I think this is something that some scenes have already somewhat dealt with. So games that have had good netcode for a while. Yeah. Tend not to have that many big locals. And, nope. and I used to think that that was um, not something that we could learn a larger lesson from because it happened that those games were relatively small in the competitive FGC. Skullgirls, Killer Instinct, uh, later NRS games. 
you know, huge numbers of players playing those games online. KI and, and all the NRS games, so many players online. But that didn't really translate to like big offline weekly numbers. And I just thought right. like maybe that was just those cases because they're relatively. What if, what if Street Fighter had great netcode? What if, what if King of Fighters or Tekken or whatever had great netcode? What would that happen? I don't know. I didn't know. But I think that the more that time goes on and other games also get good netcode, it just may be the case that it's hard for games that have great netcode to sustain also <laughs> a great offline uh, regular scene. I think those, those games are still going to result in big offline majors. Strive is a good example of this. Um, King of Fighters is getting a lot of entrance at, at Combo Breaker, etc. Like, games that have good netcode st- can still get big, big majors. But as far as weekly play, maybe or even monthly play goes, you could just be playing like in your house, you know, <laughs> and get get almost as good uh, experience in terms of matchup experience as if you were in person. That obviously gives up other stuff, right? In person, you have much more of the human experience. You're meeting people. You're hanging out with friends. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's obviously the and all the, that stuff is necessary, but well, is well, necessary. But you may not. But you may not know. <laughs> you. But that. What, what I'm trying to get at is that if you're somebody who's used to playing online, those are those are the things that you could get offline. But how do you know? You don't know that. You're just somebody who plays online and you have a really good experience. And even if you are somebody who plays offline, maybe you have experience. It's nevertheless hard to justify sometimes the drive, the amount of time it takes yeah. when you could just be like. Look, I'll do my other things. Then I'll play online for an hour or two at most, rather than driving an hour somewhere, which is what we basically had to do. Yeah. Um, and Look. and I get, I totally understand why that would lead to fewer people going offline regularly. Makes Dude, sense. We're all getting we're all getting used to working from home. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't even want to go back into offices because. You know, goddamn right. Amount of times that they've had to drive and spending, like people are finding they're spending more time with their family and stuff. Right. And it's not even just that. Let me remind you that Hotashi and Marn fought each other in grand finals of a Guilty Gear Strive tournament twice in the same day. Yeah. You know, when you're not traveling to these events, you can actually enter more than one. And you can win money from multiple events sure. <laughs> when they're online. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, a lot of the appeal, I think, of weekly events was a, it was a social thing. Yeah. So- I, 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 I could tell you every every single, uh, you know, scene I've been a part of, which has been, what, six or seven now at this point, uh, every single one. At least like five or six of the people that showed up didn't even really play fighting games. Mm-hmm. They were just there to hang out, no, yeah, kind of yeah. sort into about fighting games. Like, dude, I, when I went when, when I went social. to Wizard fights, I wasn't playing anybody, right? But like, it's interesting because like I think back to me and David and Wednesday night fights. We went every single week until they started the run back. We were going every week, kind of due to inertia. But as soon as they created the run back and we only went to one and we're missing out the other and we would pick Wednesday night fights or the run back, that just sort of led to us stopping going. <laughs> you know, like it is just one of those things. But, you know, the thing about it, honestly, is that locals, you know, it's just like what I've said about arcades, right? Arcades aren't going to thrive by providing us with video games to play because that's we do that better at home. 
home games are better than arcade games, right? That's just the way it is now because we get to sit down and play long epics like Elden Ring. You know, it's not about playing Galaxy and trying to get a high score in an arcade anymore. Same thing yeah. about locals, right? You're not going to get the same kind of uh, experience you can at home where you're just constantly playing and stuff like that. So locals... I don't think they're dying. I just think locals have to change. You know, uh, as we yeah, are, we have to adapt. You know, go to places. Uh, even if they are weeklies, let's not even talk about frequency. Let's just talk about, you know, the venue, having places to sit down and chill, having food to eat. You know, a lot of times you go to a place like Wednesday Night Fights at the eSports Arena, everyone's like, shit, I'm hungry. What am I going to do? Like, we're sitting there starving. You buy the Doritos at the counter, you know, kind of thing. But now we're starting to see more places like, for example, Barcode, where they have food there. They have drinks. You know, it is a social thing, right? It is specifically there so that you can go and hang around with people and stuff. So that's kind of where the adaptation has to come from. We have to pick different venues now, I think, than just like esports well, arenas and that's such. That's so. way easier said than done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like, I, I, won't na- I won't name the. The, the scenes that I was a part of because I don't want to like blow them up but <laughs> some of them were ran out of a garage without a working bathroom that you peed in a bucket like yeah I've been mm. in some like grimy spots to play games because that was the only place that you know people could find a player that was affordable mm-hmm. even to play mm-hmm. because I I have you know buddies out here that are about to run a a, a monthly that I'm commentating at actually uh, next month and you know, like they're they're it's expensive just to rent out the space at some of the, the nicer places that would have food and entertainment, you know, within walking distance or even a short drive. Yeah. So sometimes you're limited to playing in the garage with a pee bucket. Like it just be <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah, you, and, you and those, on those locals food. those locals are gonna go. They're going to disappear because no one wants to drive a few hours to go pee in a bucket, right? I mean, you can play these guys online. Not only that, but, um, you know, the reason why online is also important is because, you know, we're the spoiled ones, right? Like, or at least me and David, I know we're spoiled because we have a really great local. Even without Wednesday Night Fights, David, you were going to the 818 locals, uh, you know, for a while and such. Yeah, GameRobs is actually starting back up. Yeah, so we, we uh, have that we, opportunity. We had really good locals here too before. Yeah, you did. Right. Oh, you and did. A, yeah. a lot of people don't have that power. So in a way, by creating these kind of online locals, you know, it's it's very powerful for a lot of players out there that gives them opportunities now, you know. As good as Paradigm got, I mean, he drove two hours both directions with no traffic to get the, th- the, the run back to get good at Marvel. That's a yeah. lot of dedication to put in there. And now with gas prices the way they are, I mean, Jesus, like, who, yeah, that's who's going to do that? Yeah, that's not very viable now. So yeah. are locals dying? No, I don't think so. Because I think a lot of people do want to go there and see their friends. I think that that... Uh, it, it's not, it's just that locals are going to be changing. They're going to be different and, you know, they're not going to be what we're accustomed to. You can't just put a place with nothing but game stations and just be okay with it. It's got to be a place where everyone wants to hang out, can eat there. Where everyone knows out. your name. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess I'm not sure. I... I kind of do think that they will be scarcer, that there will be fewer Whoa. significant locals. Did you plug the here. AC, in, the, the, the DC into the yeah. wrong? Uh, yeah, no, right. My, yeah. uh, my camera's not fancy like Logan's. 
Okay. So okay. I, I, do, I do worry about that a little bit, even in big cities. Um, to, to think back to mm -hmm. the example mm -hmm. of Mortal Kombat, um, there, there was a monthly uh, in SoCal before the pandemic, and Shankar was running a weekly. Um, maybe it was every other week. I guess not, now I don't remember. So long ago. God, <laughs> I'm so bizarre. Um, but whatever it was, it was... There were like four people the first time. And the most we ever got was like 10. Right. And, and there are who knows how many people playing that game online. So many people. Dude, and we're, we're in LA. I feel like we could have driven down the street in, you know, five blocks in any direction from that store and found another dozen Mortal Kombat players. <laughs> Dude, but, so, I mean, kind of to go know. with your story, David, about, you know, wondering if good games with good net code, you know, translates. So we can even go back to when it wasn't good net code because uh, that was one of the reasons why DOA 4 on the Xbox 360 was at EVO one year was because at the time it was the number one game played on Xbox Live because it was brand new. It was one of the first games released on Xbox 360. Everybody was playing DOA. It had BAFO numbers online. We put it at Evo. Jason Cole slept his way to top eight. Jason Cole made top eight in that game? That's yeah, because he was asleep, didn't show up, but nobody else entered, and no, he wow. literally slept his way to top eight at Evo wow. West. In other words, the number of people playing at, you know, playing DOA online did not translate to the local, you know, right. to, to people traveling. And offline, absolutely, yeah. one of the reasons why Melee scene is so big is because it had no... <laughs> offline and no online Could be, yeah there's that's absolutely one of the reasons why melee is as big of a gathering kind of thing that it is the better we get it offline it is gonna hurt locals it absolutely is so you know i, I obviously you know I, I would try my best to keep it because i'm one of these guys who's always yelling about fighting games being social and it sucks online and da, 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 yeah. da, oh, all right. this stuff but you know what pat says you know has absolute viability behind it. You know what I mean? There is definitely... That path's full of crap. I'm going to get him on this show one day. We're gonna <laughs> There's a reason why when he tweeted it out, I, I quote retweeted and I was just like, this is a scary concept because, you know, part of me could actually see it happening. And uh, I, I'm hoping it doesn't. But who am I to talk? I wasn't fucking going to Wednesday Night Fights, you know? <laughs> Right? Like, I was part of the problem, so... Well, I mean, I, I was going to Game Realms. I mean, I was going yeah. to the stuff that we have that's not an hour and a half away, like Wednesday Night Right, Netflix. that's the problem. Um, LA, LA is too big to have one. Um, mm -hmm. But we, we had multiple. We had, like, five mm -hmm. uh, every week. Um, interesting that Grayzant in the chat says, it's funny a lot of people in Melee now are saying it feels like it's dying because the online is so good and there's no events to go to. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe there you, there you go. go. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah, um, so I don't I don't know that it's right that they're dying, but I am I am concerned that online may lead to that. I don't even know if concern is the right word. I guess I'm not concerned about it. It just may be a fact, and like then I'll adapt. I don't know. I'm not that hung R up. Remember, about it, remember, I definitely will. I, I definitely will hang out with uh, with friends at like my house or their yeah. house or whatever, if nothing else, you know. Dude, remember at the start of the pandemic, uh, one of the things that I said was that the online is becoming the new arcade to console. Yeah, you did say situation, that. Situation, right? 
we're running into that exact same thing again. You know, now it's not arcade. You know, oh, it's not real. Like, you, you can't be real unless you're playing at arcades. That went away real fast. It's happening with online. Online is going to become the new norm. It absolutely is. So. Alrighty. Okay. Let's move on. What's See that? me online. Oh, like, catch me offline. See me <laughs> online. I'm not going to play offline. Those are offline tactics. See me online. Catch me, catch me online, offline, online. Like that's <laughs> yeah. like an event. You're drawing yep. the line. That was you so know, great. Cross Big this line. The... Majin Majin Obama's, Obama's uh, oh, did he say that? Oh, okay. 60, 60 Minutes parody. Oh, it was a super good video, dude, by the way. It Hilarious was, yeah. and also like. He's been killing it, man. Good. He's going to be my content creator of the year again. Yeah, I can see that. He's killing it, man. 100%. I agree. Uh, okay, let's move on to the 5 5 matchup viewer questions. So here are three. Of course, we're only going to take one of these questions because we just did another one. So vote like you only got one. All right, number one. Number one. How do I ever find time to play fighting games again when Elden Ring never seems to end? Or how do you balance your time between fighting, playing fighting games and pursuing other hobbies and interests? Number two. With the new PlayStation Plus announced, do you think we will get Marvel vs. Capcom 2 released with it? Or what are some fighting games you hope we do get with it? And then number three, with the fighting game scene mostly dominated with long-time running games, what new IP, what should a new fighting game IP do to be successful in this market? If it's even possible in the current market, this is a repeat from last week, what didn't get picked? Uh, that is definitely okay. So there are right. three. So I have created the entries. Please, if you just voted, do so again because I only just created the poll. So type it in there again. Type exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, or exclamation mark three to vote on which question you would like us to answer. You know, I've been playing a little of Elden Ring myself. Have you? A yeah, little bit. I've been reading about your your, your uh, experiences with it. It's been kind of fascinating, actually. A little bit. Yeah. I'm only eight you're, hours. Uh, you're uh How are you eighty hours in and I'm far you know what? You're not you you're farther than me much. because you don't explore. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm just, you just like run around too much. You're I just do. like running around the chicken with your head cut off. You're welcome, right. I'm welcome to my Absolutely. Breath of the Wild experience, man. Holy crap. I need dude, I didn't figure I didn't get to like major plot points in Breath of the Wild until like 50 hours into the game, dude. Seriously. <laughs> For sure. It, it is honest. There's a lot of similarities between the two. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm 80. I'm maybe that's a little bit overstating it, but like not. Right. not We're not getting though. any more votes. I'm closing this down. Okay. Yeah. It Oops. is clearly number three. So archiving this. So with fighting game scenes, mostly do- uh, dominated with long time running games. Uh, what's a new IP? What should a new IP fighting game? <laughs> Dude, I can't new- read it either. I'm sorry. I've been it's, trying so hard to understand it. it I is, don't know what the question is. The question is, what should a new fighting game IP do to be successful in this market? Should a new <laughs> fighting game IP... Should I have edited it first before do- putting it in here? Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's, this is better. <laughs> in this market... If it's even possible in this market. Okay, let's do this. Uh, Turn this off. Click save. Look, I would say that this is not a fighting game only problem. That is to say, it's not just in fighting games where long running IPs are dominant. It's basically entertainment as a whole. It's 
long-running TV shows and movies. You, and you're not telling me that I've only watched like 80 Marvel films in the past. <laughs> great example. Um, yeah, it, it really is like that. It's like that in, in everything. And I don't know if it always needs to be like that. It didn't used to always be like that. And maybe at some point it won't be like that in the future. But what are you even saying? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what your point is. I feel like you've said a lot of words. And I have no idea what you're getting to. My point is that is that this is not just a fighting game problem, and that in general, in entertainment, long yeah, running IPs, long running IPs are the things that are in control, and they continue to be in control I rather see. than having as many new IPs come out. Oh yeah, it's, it's, not, I'm not saying whether that's even a problem or not. I'm just describing the world. No, the I'm world just is like, like I mean, between the, the way the question was worded and the way you were answering it, I was so like off base <laughs> Look, on where the hell any of that the was thing going. about okay. it is, you know, things were not created a long time ago to last, right? There was no intention of things. I mean, there's that one book, everything bad for you is good for you. You know, I, you know, I'd seen summaries of it and, you know, they describe like the soap operas, Dallas and all those things from way back in the seventies and the eighties and their plot complications is like, doesn't exist because once they showed on TV, you were never supposed to see them again. But because of preservation and collection mentality these days where we buy seasons of 24 or we collect comics and all these crazy things like that. Okay, fine. I used to buy seasons, seasons of, 24. of 24. Shut up, David. Be specific, but, James. No, but I'm just saying because that was the example he gave was Dallas versus 24 on their complexity of character relationships, which is why it was in my mind. But, you know, we have entered this phase where nostalgia is like one of the most powerful things and comfort is a lot is very very powerful so we do tend to stick with things that we know you know i mean for example like i only play final fantasy games even though i like jrpgs and even then i've never played 15 right i've just never had the time which goes to question one um but that's just how we are so it it's it is hard and that's why everything is a remake like, we can't even make new movies. It's like, here, here's the remake of the... We have a new, dramatic, fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know? Like, I mean, what is even happening here? You know? Kind of a thing. And so, it's just nostalgia and familiarity sells because that's kind of the culture that we have these days. And so, uh, it's very hard for new IPs to get in there. Like... I always was marveling at the fact that how well Sony got God of War into things because that was a brand new IP and my friends were working on it. So, you know, obviously I had a vested interest in studying that, but like how God of War turned itself into one of those big must have IPs, you know, it's just it's it's kind of a um, it's tough. It's tough. And can a fighting game with no history like obviously we can make avatar the fighting game or you know something that hasn't had a fighting game before you know hasn't had yeah, a fighting game the way you the way you make a new fighting game ip successful is you take an existing ip and you slap it in the fighting <laughs> right. game you drink about fighters that shit you grand blue versus like that's that's there what you, you do yeah. that's that's how you make a successful new fighting yeah. game and peter good 0611 brand new ip and doing that yeah it's, peter it's 0611 is absolutely right too is that big companies are also more risk averse and they're they they want to play it safer no one's willing yeah. to take risk out there anymore but can we get a completely brand new fighting game from out of nowhere to 
you know, start becoming a big thing, it's possible. It's going to be more difficult, but it is definitely possible. It'll happen eventually. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It'll, it'll happen, happen yeah. but good luck. Mm-hmm. It's not and that includes Project L. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't. I, so I agree that companies have become more risk averse. That's not even really right. Um, I think instead it's that they they see <laughs> sequels as being or remakes as being a pathway that is less risk averse. Whereas in in previous decades it wasn't like that. Like sequels right. were relatively common or relatively uncommon. So I, I mean, companies have always been risk averse, right? People don't want to risk a lot of money. That totally makes sense. And people have always liked nostalgia. Who doesn't like that? Like everybody's mm. always liked that. Um, but we have a, we have a particular situation right now where it's like quite entrenched. Um, I mean, it's not the case that that I grew up watching the things that my parents grew up or playing with their toys. You know, I didn't. But my nephews are big Ninja Turtles fans, and they and they like Star Wars and Marvel comics. And <laughs> yeah. and it, like that's that's a different story than it was before. And I could I could imagine that changing because like why not things end up t- changing at some point but I um I don't know how that would happen and and it seems to me unlikely that that would start with a fighting game so yeah I think at some point it will happen but it's going to definitely be tough Brock's probably right the best way to do it is to bring in yeah like like DNF Duel right or, oh, yeah, or Project yeah. L Project or something uh-huh. that is from an existing IP but now you take it's an a existing game. IP and you turn it into a fighting game. right yeah you don't you don't make a new IP and then make a fighting game out of right. that's that's going the Skullgirls route it's going to take you eleven years to get to season one. Okay. Maybe. And look, there have been, there have been real plenty hard. of uh, indie games, right? Skullgirls is a great example. I mean, there have been many other indie games uh, in fighting games that have been relatively popular. So if that's something that we're talking about, I guess, I guess maybe the question needs to be, can you make it like mega popular? You know, because right. yeah, they, they have had success. They've been, they've made their money back. They've made a little profit. They've created like a scene before, for themselves. They're not before, as big as like Street Fighter or Tekken. Yeah. I mean, before the pandemic, Undernight was building a lot of steam. Honestly, mm. you know, mm. then the right. pandemic happened and the game's netcode sucks. So there went Undernight. <laughs> uh, but I mean, honestly, if a new fighting game came out, like if, for example, you know, someone hired me to make a new fighting game and obviously it would be the best fighting game in the entire planet, mm-hmm. um, you know, we could probably do it. But, you know, otherwise it's it has to be something special. It has to be something really truly innovative and special and do a lot of things and this is where it kind of relates to the question last week you know talking about Daigo's comment you know if fighting games are now kind of outdated you know I do think they are outdated and, and I do think that a new concept can shake things up I really do uh, but one you have to be willing to take that risk and companies are risk averse and uh, two, it has to catch lightning in a bottle. It just has to strike exactly the right way, the right time, or someone like, you know, like you, you put it out there and then like Pokemon, it's just like, this is my favorite game. And she just starts playing it, a fighting game every day and she gets really good at it and it inspires everybody else to go and play it. Like if something like that doesn't happen, it's going to be very, very hard to do. Sounds right. Like from software with their bold new IP, Elden. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> bold, bold very, very, different. very bold and new. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Anything else to say on this? Uh, nope. We all, That's we all maybe bad. think it'll happen eventually, but I don't. If I, if I had the words to say, 
to know how to make a new successful IP for a fighting <laughs> game, I would just go to a fighting game company and sell myself to them. Right. Like, here you go. Oh, I'm not gonna fighting game company. Here is the hey, fighting game formula. Hey, Tom, <laughs> fighting game owner of fighting game company. Yeah. Here's my call. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. This <laughs> nobody does. Right. I do. Hire me to help make your fighting game. I have crazy new bold ideas to make amazing fighting games. Capcom, let me make the new rival schools. That's all Don't I'm going to say. Don't do it, Capcom. Yeah, look, Brawlhalla is, is an interesting example. It's very popular. It has a ton of players. It definitely was mm -hmm, a new IP, mm -hmm, although it's mm -hmm. adopted lots of other stuff. So maybe that's about as close as it gets to being what we're talking about here. Yeah. And yeah. that's... That's a one example out of the last. Boy, when was the last other major fighting game IP created? Maybe Skullgirls is the new. other recent yeah. example, but yeah, before that, yeah. like it's twenty years ago. It's like not at all recent. Maybe longer <laughs> than that. At least of, of games that that have gotten play. Like there's yeah. Yadagrasu and sure. Oh yeah, again, yeah, a lot of indie games. I games, mean, let's just but... put it this way: every brand new fighting game you come out with will not have the jump start that a new Rival Schools or even a new Bloody Roar would have. Even if you made a new Fighting Vipers, it would have a lot more jump start ability. I don't know about that that's one. Completely <laughs> I'll give you Bloody Roar. I won't give you Fighting Vipers. I don't <laughs> think that's big enough. Really, if you think about it, all the games that are currently at the top of the FGC list, they're from the 90s, like a long time yeah. ago. Mm -hmm. 25, yeah, 30 years Street ago. Street Fighter, Tekken, Guilty Gear, Mortal Kombat. KOF. All from the 90s. KOF. All, yeah, that's how it is, man. Mm. Caliber, like they're just all from there. But that's not just the case again. With fighting, with fighting games, that's like video games in general mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. also just entertainment from like the 80s and later is basically the world that we still live in no one's ever going to be able to make a an official sports game except for 2k and ea at this point you know right yeah. <laughs> well legally a lot of a lot of companies can't yeah like, that's true right too. cannot so yeah although those companies the, the sports companies if they wanted to could partner with somebody else yeah. but they're oh yeah but they why what yeah, do they no, care of course they're not yeah Okay, I guess that's that. Sure. So let's move on and complete ourselves with the mailbag. Da, 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 complete ourselves. Da, 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 yeah, that's weird. Da, 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 it's a weird let's, thing to say. Let's complete ourselves. Please, this let's not. Let's, I don't want to. No. Time to be complete. This no, stop. It's this it's question is formatted so weirdly. I don't know if this is going to show up properly here. I hope it doesn't because it'll be funnier that way. It yeah, could be funny. probably true. Could be funny. Here we go. So Guardian via Twitter <laughs> asks, if CVS3 magically got announced, what would be your ideal custom groove? Uh, has each of the following. Two meter uses, evasion guard mechanic, dash or run, offensive ability. I don't know what this question means even when formatted properly. I think they mean... That you have to make your own groove, and it oh, has to have two meter uses. So it has to have a super and EX, or okay. a rage and a super, or a max cancel and an EX, or whatever. Has to have two uses for your bar. Has to have an evasion or a guard mechanic. So roll, parry, whatever. And then you have to have a dash or a run, and then an offensive ability, which is a lot. I don't know what offense that, that can mean literally anything. Right. Throw. Uh, mine has throw. Um, I would say okay, mine has super and super cancel. 
and also has roll. Very unique, David. It also has dash. It also has an alpha counter. Um, and it doesn't have short hop or universal overhead or gems. Are you trying and to describe you, a specific game right now? You can cancel level two supers into special moves. I don't know. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm uh, a... I, I, uh, K Groove. <laughs> That's your, okay. I was describing C Groove. You're a K Groove guy. K Groove. I mean, honestly, I just, I would want, I don't want any custom grooves like that. I mean, it, even in the original one, I think uh, K Groove was the most hybridish, you know, uh, groove out there because it combined. More than that. N Groove? N Groove yeah. was a hybrid, yeah. No, yeah, wasn't that much of a hybrid. was wild, yeah. N Groove was. was largely. It had roll, it had short hop, it had everything. All of that stuff exists in advanced mode in King of Fighters 98. It is literally advanced mode, King of Fighters 98. Uh, I'm just talking about what's available with it. Right, but it's not a hybrid, whereas K-Groove was literally a hybrid between Samurai Showdown and Garou Mark of the Wolves, right? It it included the mechanics. Just Event didn't exist in Samurai Showdown. Rage Meter did not exist in Mark of the Wolves, right? So outside of K-Groove, most of them were kind of straightforward, except... It's weird that A Groove had rolls. I don't know why A Groove had rolls. Uh, I, I don't. Camp, of course. Yeah, I don't want to see a lot of custom stuff. I would like them to stick with the idea of trying to mimic an existing yeah, well, game. I think the as point of the question possible. is, what is your dream groove? Um, That's what uh, they're getting at here. Which, but they yeah, gave us like really specific want? rules, rather than letting us just make our dream groove. They said these are the rules you have to follow, based <laughs> on. The the rules two meters, I made up. super meter, guard meters. Uh, I would like to have uh, parries, I guess. Uh, really, you? Uh, well, because like I said, I I still want to see a modern parry take. You know, with more gill style parries with whiff that you could punish. You know, like I I, I that that's something that I would really like to see. Uh, and I hope Street Fighter Six does not have that. So dash much. or run, either of them, you know, depending. Well, I mean, I guess it's a groove. So you have to have it. You got to pick. Mine has a teleport, not your dash or your run. <laughs> Every character just teleports a certain distance. That's no. They just teleport right next to you. All the time. All, All the whenever time. they want just to, by they pressing can just two teleport. Buttons, right? Just All by right, pressing sure. two buttons. That's right. right. And another couple of buttons make them like home in on directly where you are. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Yeah, I think, that's, and then I also have flawless block. I don't think that game would ever work. Actually, I don't think a single game would ever put those kind of mechanics. in No the way! Game. Can you imagine? How could you possibly play footsies or zone or anything like that? I know, right? <laughs> Man, you definitely couldn't also make it a team-based game either, because that would just get way too wild, right? Way well, too wild. now now we've breached the realm of the impossible, so it's just yeah. not worth talking about okay. anymore. So nuts. It's a tough quest. I don't know. Yeah, the question. I'm not sure how to. CBS three. Not gonna happen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the correct answer. However, there are Street Fighter characters in the KOF ma- uh, mobile game. All Stars, KOF All Stars. Yeah, yeah, dude, The Rock is in that game. The Rock can fight, you know, Dante. <laughs> yeah, so is Tekken. Tekken's in that game too. Yeah, so Tekken's is Guilty there. Gear. Guilty Gear wow. is there. 
Dang, all that's there. like the smash of mobile games. That's yeah, it really is, is, dude. It really is. All right, anyways, but only for fighting games and wrestlers. <laughs> uh, Alex the Tarnished via Twitter. If you could only compete in a single fighting game, which would you choose? A game that you like a lot, but you're not as good at, or uh, as you're not as good as other games, but still good. Or a game where you are incredibly good, but don't like as much as other games, but still like. So in other words, well, do you, would you play? A, would you pick a game that you enjoy more, or a game that you are better in? Well, jokes on you, Alex, because none of us are incredible at any fighting games. So <laughs> take that. Hypothetically, but, but what hypoth- if? Theoretically, hypothetically, the game that I like the most is going to be the game that I'm the best at. Historically speaking, the game that I like the most at the time is the one I'm practicing the most and the one I'm the best at at the time. So they're they're one and the same for me. So what if you were to play two new games and and you I guess you come at them without having a prior like preference and you're good at one but you're ass at the other. You just think in your mind like, "You know, I really enjoy the game that I'm good at." Is that how it works? Uh it it depends. It depends on much how much fun the game is. It's only happened I mean, once wh- or twice. Wh- That's what the question? Is it about so, fun? But it, it's well, I, I mean, it depends because that so let me fun ask, becomes me being good. Hang on a second. Let, me, let me ask you this. So you would probably place higher in a Killer Instinct tournament than you would in a Marvel tournament, right? Uh, Yeah. So yeah. which would you focus on if they had the same kind of prizes? Because clearly you have a better chance of winning Killer Instinct, but you love Marvel 3 so much. Which would you uh, compete in? I, I would play Marvel. So you would you pick go. love because, over because yep. my peak, my peak in both of them is not me winning majors. If my peak in one of the two was me winning majors, I would pick the one that I'm winning majors in because There's a seasonal money pays for local. bills. <laughs> What's that? There's a seasonal. There's a season, so you're building up points. And even though you're not yeah. winning, you're always getting like top eights and killer instinct, yeah, but, but not top eights. I, in even if I had all the local points in the world and I won first at all my locals forever. I'm still not going to beat Nikki. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and, and I've done that. When if Rick didn't show up to Ki Locals, I won free. Like it wasn't even close. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So like I, I've been there. I, I've lived that. But I would still rather play Marvel Three for sure. Right. So there you go. Love. <clears throat> but again, if I was winning, if I was winning, I have to pay bills. <laughs> and if I'm putting all my free time into a thing that I can win significant money on, so then let's that's say, what I'm choosing. Let's say money is not a factor, then it would be Marvel. Money's not a factor, then absolutely the, the thing I have more yeah. fun with. Absolutely. Okay. Always yeah, 100%. That's, that's like life in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly. It's yeah, true, it's just life actually. in general. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I'd probably do the same. I'd probably go with the game that I liked more, even if I wasn't doing as well than the game that I'm better at. Right. Um, I, I've even quit games that I, I've I've been better at because I wasn't having as much fun with them as did. I have other games. Oh yeah. I stopped playing sure. Brawlhalla because it wasn't fun to me anymore. Yeah. They changed the game and it wasn't fun to me and I had stopped I, and dude, I was pretty I, damn good at that game. I still remember like at Wednesday Night Fights, like I had this one awesome season of Street Fighter Four. Fucking quit that game because I just I I wasn't having fun with it anymore, honestly. Yeah, if you're not having fun, man, what's the point? Yeah. I mean so. I was I was top twenty online in samurai showdown (laughs) 
That's true. I was for, for early, for early on. Okay, I was top twenty on Earth. On Earth, like on and day I chose one not to play or it anymore. Like oh, it was in the first one. week. It wasn't just day one. Oh, I'm I, sorry. The first seven days. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Clearly, that's right. That, that's right. that makes it even more impressive. I think I could have won something in that game in week one. Sure, but uh, anyway, so I've I have had that kind of experience a few times. Yeah, if money was no object, sure, I would like to play the one that I would enjoy more. I think it's true that I I tend to be better at games that I enjoy more, of course, as Brock was saying. That means you're going to play it more yeah, often and you're going to practice more. It becomes be better. The, the one and the same. Yeah. Um, but if if money was an object, if one of the games that I could win had like a $250,000 prize at the end of the year, and I really thought that I could win that, yes, I'm trying to win $250,000, like, of course. <laughs> uh, but that's available, of course, to very, very few people as a practical option. So, yep. yeah, in general, I'm playing the games. That This is how I'm living my life right now. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I really like Mortal Kombat 11 and Street Fighter V, and I've been playing them a lot. I really like KOF right now, so I'm playing it a lot, actually. And I'm not playing other games because I'm not as into them. Even maybe I could be good at them. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm definitely uh, I playing like Soul Calibur these days for the money. Because you know, yeah, all, yeah. Dude, very, very. Like I said, people have accused me. Game. They've accused me of getting into Soul Caliber for the Soul Caliber money. So for know, the money, that's, that's absolutely right. the big bucks. That's yeah, what I've been bucks. doing it for. So the Nam, the Namco dollars. Yep. <laughs> the Calibucks, the Soul Calibucks. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, though, I mean, like I, I've played KOF recently online. I really do enjoy the game a lot, but they do need to buff Isla a little bit, I think. So yeah, maybe that could She's, be good. I, think they need to I was playing this bit. cheap Vanessa just before the show, oh, who was Christ. just like killing me in two hits all the time. Freaking God. Vanessa, dude. Okay, so the, the Vanessa and Rock are good example of characters who kind of need to get nerfed. Uh, one particular thing, I think characters that have too good of two A two A confirms are uh, a 2b 2b confirms i should say uh, 2b 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 to be clear for yes Vanessa. Got four in a row she can do. exactly <laughs> those characters need to be nerfed a little that that no specific power i hope they stay there needs to be more of that. Oh, i want them to be strong i just want that particular thing to be taken away no just give that to more characters because that's fun or cool. or cool with me or make it so that because Rock and Vanessa also both have really super long and high damaging combos out of those, if they just lowered their damage, I'm totally down. Like if they turn them into like yeah. pixie characters from Marvel games so that they had to touch you a bunch of times as opposed to Vanessa getting full corner carry from halfway across the screen on one half a bar yeah, and she builds most of it back anyway. Yeah, yeah. You she's know. got like meter positive combos. Yeah, and um, she's doing fifty percent on all of those. So, yeah, yeah, like all, all I would all I would do to any character in KOF so far is just make their damage a little bit less, but not even a lot. Like maybe she needs to hit me three times instead of two. Not right, I, exactly, not exactly. Like, whatever, very very <laughs> minor stuff. Need, it's yeah. fine. Uh -huh. In general, not that not that imbalanced of a game. Yeah, I guess that's it. Congratulations, everybody. Just as a reminder again, everybody, we are now sponsored by Manscaped. Please, if you do want to, I mean, check them out, manscaped.com. A lot yeah. of good products there for lots of different things, too. You yeah. Know? Uh, so Not just for your weird parts, weirdos. Yeah. We got the you can nose do other hair trimmers and stuff. You can trim your Listen, beard with this as have, well, by the way. It's not they just have about a nail trimming kit. You all have fingernails. Just use our code on that. 
we get credit. It makes us feel good. Yeah, it makes Manscaped feel good. I don't, I don't have bucks. fingernails, but you know, like you can just there. like buy whatever, buy like a sticker or something from them. Yeah, buy whatever. Just use our <laughs> the code. code. I don't know. I don't. Do they sell stickers? I hope. So. I don't know, man. I hope so too. All right, oh, that's man. gonna be that. Thanks for hanging out. You and your weirdos and your weird parts. I don't know. I'm trying not to think about it. Weirdos. Who knows what you guys got going on? I don't know. Not me. I'll show you. (laughs) You really want. Look, I have. Any Ultra Champ brand is coming soon. Yeah, we're going to do that. I'm going to make these guys do it if they want to or not. Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, we should definitely work on that. So. All All right, see you. We're going to do stickers. Peace out, guys. Take care. Have a good night. And we'll see you guys next time.